twitch.tv slash techprimemedia if you ever want to catch us live. But I am sure you're listening to us in post, as do most people. Um, so, But that's fine. That's just perfectly dandy because you can find us anywhere on any podcast service you can think of. So whatever podcast service you listen to us on, thank you for listening. And this week we have a number of stories. We're going to get into a, well, a Ghostbuster story. It's a Ghostbuster toy-ish kind of thing. Well, we'll get into that. There's a lot to deal with. Anyway, we also have World of Warcraft is allowing Horde and Alliance players to come together as one. Against who? I don't know. Well, that would be for them to disguise. Anyway, we also have a new startup company, and I think this is going to be a bigger kind of a, not a long story, but I'm going to get into why I think these companies that are slowly coming up right now, they are going to be the companies that are going to be the forefront of in a few years of the actual companies because we'll get to why the other ones are dying off and or being bought up. But yeah, that's a whole other part because we're also going to get into why, like, because we have Sony who recently purchased Bungie. So Microsoft's buying Sony stuff while people that produce for Sony and Sony's buying people that produce for Microsoft. And it's 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 cats and dogs living together. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. And we're also going to get into the delay of the Battlefield 2042 Um we have a few articles for it. Uh, one pointing out that EA said um, basically didn't meet expectations. The game didn't meet expectations to begin with. You might want to swipe the slate clean and start over. Freaking Christ. They did that last time and it didn't matter. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't wipe the slate clean when it's a shitty company making the game. Oh, I want the people from DICE to leave and start their own company. It's like wiping your ass would already use toilet paper. Yeah. Now, well, I think they're blaming DICE on it, aren't they? Well, yeah, yeah, they, they yeah. are, but they're, they're getting they're telling... because they got rushed to make a shitty yeah, game. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. I think like the developers, the good developers from Dice, need to fucking leave. Yeah, need well, to leave. We'll get to it when we get to it. Yeah. But realistically, <laughs> I don't know if there's any good developers in Dice either because they haven't made a good game in 25 years. Well, no, there has been some outspoken developers that are getting pretty pissed. Um, so yeah, they could get pissed all they want, but my point is, the last like three Battlefield games have not been good games. Yeah, because they like, want more time. Like, think how long it made took them to make to develop Battlefield Three. That's one of the most like unique titles out of all of theirs, and it was a lot of work that went into it. Same thing with Battlefield Four. So, Medal of Honor the remake was fantastic. Mm. <laughs> um, but they're not being allowed to do that anymore. I know <laughs> this kind of work into it. Stop, yeah. bro. <laughs> um, just like yeah, I could get like, I would say our personal favorite is probably Battlefield Four. Battlefield Four was probably a ma- it's a masterpiece. I think. Of all of God, them. no, it's definitely not um, a masterpiece. I have spent, I have probably easily, <laughs> I have so many hours in that stupid game. Holy crap. The online sucks, but I like the story of the uh, the detective one. Oh, hardline. Like that, I was, played that, that was terrible. <laughs> the, the story I play was fun. Shooters, but realistically, if you call a shooter a masterpiece, you are fucking delusional. Like, There's how, never been a masterpiece shooter ever because they're very simplistic games. This is how bad the multiplayer was. If you grab a car playing multiplayer and just drive around, just drive around, just run into people and just aimlessly, because it's really hard to blow up, sometimes hard to blow up the cars in that game, you can become the top on the leaderboard, like really easy, <laughs> just doing nothing. It, it's It's sad. It's just sad of a game. Oh, you survived in a car for more than five minutes. Yeah, it's it, it, it's such a. Ter- oh, I don't. I mean, I had hopes for that game too. I had a lot of hopes for that game. The storyline's fun though. Uh, I played the the. I started the campaign and then now there's a problem with it. <laughs> it glitched out and I couldn't get back into the uh, game. Oh well, that's a, that's a whole other problem. Anyway, so what the heck's everybody been checking out this week? Um, well, we'd be playing some PUBG and kicking ass, PUBG. and then realizing that it's all bots. 
It's not all bots. I would say the first no, two no, circles. No, the first really two circle me. you run it's the like, bots, no. and then it's like half. No. Yeah, no, it's they, half. It's they, over half. It's over half. I know. Yeah. First of all, if I look here, I see that Nate played 13 minutes of this game recently, so he doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> okay. We we were running into well, bots till the very last circle in nearly yeah. every game we played. Yeah. The yeah, very last. We saw a guy who was because bots do a, a very distinct thing. They sit and look at you, then they run left. You shoot at them, then they run right. Then yeah. you shoot at them, then they stop, <laughs> and then yes. they duck. One time, Grim got like three bullets hit at once by one, miraculously. He's like, "What the hell was that?" <laughs> and then he turns around and yeah, pops they... him in the face, and he just ducks dead. Oh, yeah. The good news is, though, I've played about twenty fucking Super People games over the last couple of days, and I haven't run into a hacker. So I think they got that shit under control. Good. Hmm. good. Like I've been having good games, legitimate death. Awesome. <laughs> legitimate so, death. He died on purpose. He killed legitimately he was some, instead of yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, but, so that's all you, I really played. That's all you really played. Yeah. Well, Graham, what are you playing? Uh, nothing really. Nothing. Nah, I've been work. I, I started playing Divinity, but really, I've just been working on D and D, getting ready for the new campaign. So one, basically it. Yeah. So the one thing I did check out uh, Steam Deck actually on my iPad, which actually works really well. Oh, good. So wait, Steam um, Deck, Steam Steam Link, whatever. Oh, Steam Link. Steam Link. Sorry. Oh, because you got an iPad. That's right. Yeah, Steam Link. So I started to see how it works. It worked well on my tablet before. Uh, it works pretty well with this. Obviously, I'm not going to play a fighting game or anything with it. But um, I was checking out a game um, that I was going to. I wanted to purchase on the Switch because I like playing this type of games. I bought the other ones on the Switch, but the Steam sale was going on, and it was like 15 bucks for the Steam sale. Mm-hmm. Um, so I picked it up on there, which is uh, Mercenary Blaze, uh, The Rise of the Twin Dragons. Um, it's a fairly decent series of uh, RPG strategy games. They're not they're I mean they're not great, but they're not to the complexity of like Ogre Battle or like Final Fantasy Tactics. But they're not bad either. Um, so I started playing through that, and it's actually fairly easy. Like it's like it was fun to play through like a game like that on an iPad. So, uh, which is like I like the experience. Like I really like the experience of like my favorite version of Final Fantasy Tactics right now is the uh, Android version, mostly because of the touch controls. Because the touch controls seem to just cater to that kind of style of gaming. Um, because you can just like tap on like where they're going instead of having to uh, move the cursor around of the blocks. You just tap on the block they're going there, this going there, hit this guy. You can just tap on things, and it's a lot easier. It makes a lot more sense. It's like moving characters around on a chessboard. Um, instead of like actually having to move a control around to select options. His opinion does not represent the majority of people who play um, games. So, and the fact that the iOS and the in fact the Android version is actually a port of the uh, the what is it the one on the PSP, which is the definitive edition. Uh, Not it, a PSP. It, at at no point is the iPhone version the best version. Not the iPhone version. The Android version. Either one, the mobile version is not the best version. Yeah, but no, but the reason why I'm saying that, Grim, because like one of the like the fans regard the PSP version as the best one because it has the longest storyline. It has because it is the best one. It is, yeah, but they took that exact version and just put it on Android with touch controls. That's all they did. And, and that the second you get touch controls, the game is shit. Yeah, but it's like yeah, but like oh, I said, it's like moving instead <laughs> of actually having to move the cursor around the board, it's like moving chess pieces. Um, instead of with, you have complete controls over everything. And then for options, you just tap on the character. You go, okay, this skill, this skill, this skill, boom, boom, tap no. this one. It's like so much, it's so much more fluent and it's a lot more enjoyable way to play that style game. Um, I really, really enjoyed it. 
So, uh, Bo likes the Final Fantasy Battle Royale that's on the, on the Android. The hell is that? I've never even heard it's of this. It's Final Fantasy Battle Royale. Final Fantasy Seven Battle Royale. Oh, yeah, that hurts my head. Anyway. Yeah. He's like, it's awesome. I'm like, yeah, it's on the phone. <laughs> yeah, well, oh, I hook my PlayStation controller up to it. Okay, well, yeah, you can do that. But, I mean, what is it? I mean, granted, I shouldn't discredit it until I tried it, but still. Yeah. Um, no, if it's on the phone, you can discredit it, dude. Um, It would be a fine game if it wasn't a phone game. <laughs> yeah, but some of these aren't just like phone like they Well, they are and they aren't. Um, no, because the phone... Dude, the, no matter how hard you try it, phone games are always always downgraded crap in comparison to what they're supposed to be. That's how they end up being. Mm. Like, it, it, the game might be cool as fuck, but if it's on a phone, it's just trash. Mm. Let me know when it's not on a phone. <laughs> no. Then I'll be super excited. Because I'll be like, oh, alright, this might be interesting, but if it's on a phone, I do not care at all. I don't know, I've played, the thing is though, I, what I really enjoyed about Android, like, some of them, like, iOS is starting to get a little more lenient now, which is good, because I'd like to get them on my tablet. Because yeah. um, a lot of people in the Arch, in the RPG Maker community are starting to, like, the last two editions of RPG Maker allow you to port to Android. Um, um, and the newest one allows an iOS port as well, but you have to get approval and this other shit goes on. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's a whole bunch of red tape you have to go through. Um, but, uh, what's really cool is that I've played like two or three RPGs from RPG maker that people have made that they've put Android there are really good. It feels like playing a game that came out in the Super Nintendo, um, that I really enjoyed. And some of the dialogues crap. Some people are okay at doing dialogues. Some people are, yeah. And some people are good at doing it complex plots and scenarios, but and some people are not, but that's what it is though. When you get, when you play RPG maker games, uh, some are really good. Some are, yeah. <clears throat> but anyway, so, all right, let's get into, so, our first topic, so, which is Ghostbusters. And it's not a toy or anything. Okay. <laughs> well, I don't know what this, like, <laughs> it's you, a game. <laughs> it was, you linked to this article and I was like, okay, but I saw that toy thing. What the hell is this? Okay. No, that's just ads. Okay. This link like, is like littered with ads. Like, it's, well, it's all Ghostbusters. It's like the Ghostbuster fan page, basically. Oh, okay. I, it popped up on my feed. Basically, it's a it's a video game called Midnight Ghost Hunt. Okay. So it, it's like it's like a prop hunt, mm. except if you can't find the people you're trying to find after a certain amount of after, by midnight, yeah. they come after you. Ooh. And uh, it doesn't look too bad. Huh. Um, you know, each person you play has a different setup and stuff like that. Okay. But, uh, yeah, it looks fun. Yeah. It doesn't look too bad. Yeah. You have to be hunt. You have to hunt before you become the hunted. Yeah. And then you have like each, like one guy's got a harpoon type weapon, a shotgun type weapon. Uh, and like you suck up the the ghosts with like some kind of, that's the vacuum thing. Like, so they took from like Ghostbusters and from, uh, Luigi's Mansion. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, with the vacuum. Yep. <laughs> oh my God, I saw about that. Yeah, that could be cool, actually, especially if you... It's definitely an upgrade to regular prop hunt. Yes. Yeah, because prop hunt's just... It's cool. It's 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 definitely a, a good idea for after years of... Yeah, know, it looks things. like this is still being done in uh, Unreal Engine, I think. Oh, probably, I think. But it does, it, the graphics do look better than, uh, like, uh, 
phasmophobia and stuff like that. Oh yeah, yeah. Those are game. Those are done on Unity. Yeah. Um, and they're done on like people that are not too experienced on Unity. But like, there's <laughs> another game. There's another game out that's out called uh, uh, Ready or Not. Okay. And it's basically a. Uh, it's like what Rainbow Six Siege would be, but not multi like PV, not PvP. Okay. So you're breaking into rooms, you know, breaching doors and stuff, and arresting people and stuff like that to save the 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 characters or whatever. Okay. And then you just go to the next level and stuff like that. But you're playing against the computer with your four, oh. with your three friends versus playing against. See, the problem with Rainbow Six Siege is just go and you're done. With this, you actually have to work together. You're like, okay, I'm gonna go this door. I'm gonna go that door. With Rainbow Six Siege, they like the the, the matches go by in two minutes. It's ridiculous. But I think it would be better if they made it multiplayer. And as you go through levels, the, the they had NPCs too. Well, yeah, they had people actually playing those because the reason why is because when you use when the AI is only okay or if the AI is halfway decent, it starts to become predictable really fast. Or you can find glitches a way to beat it. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and that's the problem. And if they actually made it multiplayer, where you could choose to play as the well, the, that's the problem. See, that's what siege is. Siege is you are the you're you're either the cops or you're the the robbers. Yeah, but that way it's un, you can't you mean makes it harder though. You no, can't. it's it's still quick though. Yeah, like the like the match should take like a good 10, 20 minutes or something. Not you're in and literally you go in and it's at, you're done within five minutes. Mm. They use their stupid things. They look around and whoop, there it is. Boom. Yeah, kind of like how uh, the new Rainbow Six uh, the Alien one works. Yep, because that's uh, against the computer too. Oh, okay, yeah. And you you have to progress. It's not boom and you're done. That's what I was disappointed with when I played the played Siege. I played like the beta. It didn't really change much mm. that I noticed. You go in and you're out. <laughs> oh yeah. I was like, wow, this is quick. I because the when you see the trailer, it's like, wow, everybody's working together and talking. No, it's like, okay, he go over there. He went there. He's there. Boom, you're done. I'm like, oh, that was fun. <laughs> just uneventful for me. Yeah, I know, but I don't know. like with first person series, uh, PVE style is it gets repetitive real fast. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how this one was, um, but apparently there's a another Ghostbusters video game coming. Does it, does it with actual Ghostbusters? I don't know. Is this? It's just. Oh, is it just a thing? Never mind. All right. Anyway, let's get into so World War. I have no know much about World of Warcraft online because I've never really gotten it. Well, so World of Warcraft <laughs> uh, will allow Horde and Alliance players to play together at last. Finally, coming together. Anyway, what the hell does this mean? <laughs> it's stupid. <laughs> yeah, I want to know what you had to say about this. Yeah, it's fucking stupid. It's just another step towards ruining World of Warcraft, and it comes directly from the notion of. They're trying to take the war out of World of Warcraft. Mm. <laughs> They've been doing it for years. That's why the PvP has gone downhill, because they want to take the war out of World of Warcraft. So basically, the Horde is one side of the game. The Alliance is the other side of the game. Yeah, I get that. Fight against yeah. each other. But why would it be so bad if like someone worked together and formed a third faction? Because that's the, well, see, the that's, people no, complaining that's the they thing. have to make a new character. Hold up, hold up. That's the thing. That that's the thing, Nate. You're asking them to do them to do exactly what the PvP community wants, and they don't. They, you know, Blizzard doesn't listen to their fans, so they won't do it. Mm. Their fans have been clamoring for a third faction for ten years because the third faction immediately balances out PvP. Yes, exactly. And they don't. They will not do it 
So they're doing this instead to to try to fix balance, and they're just going to weed PvP out of the game because most PvPers don't play the game anymore, and the only people still playing it are the Care Bears who ruined it in the first place. I mean, that would be a great idea. Form a third faction where you can either be an alliance or a horde, um, but you're part of a other th- you're part of a third alliance, whatever you object to. That would yeah. be that would be who you are. That would be actually pretty cool. A three-way game. Never going to happen because. Blizzard is lazy. Well, I think that game's going to die anyway. But... No, the game's not going to die. There'll be terrible people playing it, and pe- the people that really like the game will continue playing like the old one. Because the old one is the one that people want to play. They don't want to mm-hmm. play this watered-down shit that we have received for the past <laughs> like 10 fucking years. I'm sorry, I am very negative towards World of Warcraft because of what they... Like, Blizzard... I can blame Blizzard, but it's not just Blizzard. It's the goddamn community. Since day one. And it, it's... Ha- Dude, there's a game coming out right now. It's coming out in like two years called Ashes of Creation. They're building it all around PvP and sieging. And there's already a faction of people bitching that they don't want PvP in the game. Oh, yeah, and no, the, we the talk- devs are already like, we're going to make adjustments. Yeah. We're going to add a karma system. Why? Why should I be penalized for ganking people in a fucking game you clearly designed for PvP? Yeah, those developers are actually pretty... I remember we like three packs ago we talked to those guys. It's fucking embarrassing. developing you, those, that game. What if game you run into it? them again, Ashes tell them you have a friend. Tell them you have a friend who's excited to play the game, but mm-hmm. it's fucking embarrassing that you're going to change it for these whiny p- people that don't play games. Well, are they going to change it? Dude, they already have. They added a karma system. Oh. So now if I gank someone in, in out in the open, I get like a I get like a some sort of like debuff on my character. And if I do it too much, I get in trouble. <laughs> and a funny. game that they built sieges in. <laughs> like the entire MMO community is dead because all the people that like the the whiny brats that only want to play against the computer have ruined it for the people other people. And I may sound well, like I'm dated about it, but like keep in mind that they gave us our own servers, and we went to our own servers, and then these little pieces of shit followed us and started bitching about it on our servers too. <laughs> well, I was. Watching- they were like, "Why I got ganked? You're on a PvP server, so I shouldn't get ganked. Why'd you roll on a PvP server? I have a friend on there, and I wanted to try it. Then shut the fuck up." And, yeah, I was watching a breakdown of like from the last like uh, from the launch of New World till now. Of all things that have happened, wow, Amazon fucked that game up bad. Holy oh. shit. <laughs> I was like, oh, wow. Every time, like, they would literally fix, like, they have no idea what they're doing with PvP. And they would, um, people, they they had so many loopholes where people could gank the system or, like, work the system. And then they would fix it and completely break something else. Completely. Yeah, to the point where the, the economy Am- was crashing in the game. I was like, Jesus. That's <laughs> the thing. Amazon didn't break that game. The fan base, the the fake fan base did. Again, that game was announced as a PvP game. And then along came these whiny people who didn't want it to be a PvP game, and they ruined it. So now the, they, they have to keep changing everything in the game well, to, get, no. to make these people fucking happy. Well, no, the, and then the, the video, people who actually wanted to play the game don't get to play it anymore. No, the, vi- the video I watched was all just talking about the money system and the trading system. Um, well, that's, that's not World of Warcraft. You're talking well, no, about no, I'm talking about, I'm talking well, about no world. Yeah, there, there are issues in that um, game and, other than it the was... PvP system, but my point is the changes are the changes they've been making are, are being made to appease the people who didn't want to play the game they were making. Mm. 
like they announced the PvP game, and they and the and the response was half the people got really excited, and then the other half said, "No, you have to make the game I want to play, not the PvP game." Hmm. And that's basically what happens every fucking well, time. Well, the the response the guy I was watching said that a lot of the, the all the people he knows that are playing for PvP. Um, said they started doing PVE stuff when the most of the community started requesting, hey, um, I've only played so many hours and I've already gotten to endgame. Can you give me more content? This is kind of stupid. This this shouldn't be the short. And instead they added PVE stuff instead of adding more content. They already had PVE stuff. That's what that's no see, but I'm the, saying, it all comes but I'm saying for the Nate, people that I got, know what you're saying, but uh, Nate, you're you're starting at the wrong point. Before the game launched, they started building a PvP system the game for PvP. And then they wasted time building a bunch of PvE dungeons and shit that the fan base that initially were hyped for the game did not want. They said they were making a PvP-based uh, MMO. They got all these PvP people excited, and then they announced one day that they're going to start adding dungeons and making dungeons for the game, too, before launch. And ev all the PvP people were like, what the fuck? Why don't you just keep working on the content that we wanted to play? Yeah. And... That's what happens every goddamn time because nobody has the balls to make one. They're always afraid that they're not going to have the fan base. They don't need 20 million goddamn people, okay? A no. million dedicated PVPers will keep your game alive. No, I know, but that was only like part of it. Like they were talking like how bad the economy system was, just the trading system. It was just yeah, broken but all after broken. That, and all then, that stuff and you're talking about, all that stuff you're talking about is because of the PVE system. Like the trading system would have worked initially how they planned it if it was all based on factions killing each other and taking over forts. No. And not based off of half the game being that, but you can still go get all the stuff you need from killing monsters. No, I don't mean as far you... as that no, I don't mean as far as that goes. I mean the actual how the game is actually programmed. So if you could if you're playing the game, you're training something or doing something or just kill somebody or something like that, if you go out of your screen, hit alt tab and wiggle your screen around while you're doing something, it doesn't register what you did. And then all of a sudden That's you keep, a bug though, it, dude. But, That's got nothing to do with the game system. And, it's a fucking bug. So they fixed that and then they found if you do what they you bring up one menu, do something else, you can literally walk through the ground and teleport through the fucking map across the thing in the middle of a so battle they didn't play test it in the middle of a battle no no no, no 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 like, wow i'll 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 point out how incredibly shit every battlefield game you buy launches at all right mm. games have bugs you're trying yeah. to conflate bugs with with like system problems the game's system problems are based on the fact that it was a pvp game with pve attached to it that nobody wanted and then there's bugs in the game that are bad bugs like every other goddamn game that comes out these days mm. which is terrible but if you're gonna shit on this game for that and try to pretend like it's bad when you defend battleground battlefield all the time well no which I'm... is embarrassing because battlefield is literally one of the buggiest pieces of shit no, I know. Every time they come out. No, I know, but like the the amount, like for instance, like the trading, or the little trading post, not the trading, but they're it ha dude, the it hub, the hub that you go and like buy stuff, like the the auction thing, whatever. That's mm. in most. Okay, you can actually. There was a scene. There was a part where you're actually using that, and you can actually sell things into it, and people were like fake selling it and getting money, and then there was real people, and then Amazon solution was they took the entire game down for 24 hours, and then they put it back up, and then these people were like, um, I have real money invested in that. Like, what are you doing? Like, where is my stuff? Um, and they had no response to it. They had a live auction house, as yeah, in for that you used real yeah. money with, yeah. And uh, then they kind of like what Diablo three um, did, right? It was, and I guess it was. It came down to eventually they got everybody got their shit back, but it took like a week or two. It was like ridiculous yeah. because they were like, it's not this like you got like <laughs> that's not how you fix things. 
Like it's it was bad. Didn't Diablo three? No, have that's a, exactly a how you one? fix things. Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ. They shut it down <laughs> so people would stop fucking screwing each other over, Nate. Yeah. That's exactly how you fix it. Yeah, you literally you no, you literally destroyed your 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 own point because then you said, and then they got their stuff back a, a week later. They literally fixed the problem so people wouldn't get ripped off, and then they gave them all their money back. No, I know, but the Sounds like a fucking save to me. Yeah, but no, but the problem is you're dealing with real money. They should have gave people the money back and then shut down the system and then brought everything back online. No, they had to shut down the system immediately because people were getting ripped off. They had to stop the bleed. It's kind of like you get shot and before you pull the, before you fix any of the damage, you have to slow and stop the bleeding so they don't bleed to death while you're fixing the damage. No, they, I know. Can't, they can't do anything with returning money or anything like that until they shut it down and figure out what the hell's going on. No, I know, but they could have like, you mean they could have immediately? No, this is just you trying to find a reason to shit on the game. You know how banks, where you can't get you. you they need, they need, they, 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 they give you money, boom, like that. First, but but you and want I your am, money I back. No it takes fan weeks. Of that game. Oh, I know. So same thing. Yeah, you, you, they have to. When it comes to giving, money I am back, no fan of instant. that game. But no, no, pretending like they somehow did something wrong because they immediately shut down but, the ho the auction house so people couldn't get ripped off. But as of ridiculous. as of right now, there's a major like all the major wars happen right now. This is recently. Uh, all that there's a glitch that can happen. I forget what you you all tab and do a couple other things, right? And I guess this is a little like how the entire guilds are doing their fights, and it causes you to like infinitely heal like somebody else while they're fighting. It's like what the fuck? Well, every just not MMO, as tested every single MMO has glitches when they're yeah, not. Like I don't. No get, one's like, saying they don't but, have glitches. I'm not defending the game, but uh, you calling this game out while champion championing like Battlefield Four and Five that launched as dumpster fires too is just hilarious. <laughs> like these games launch like this, dude. That's how the, it's a sad state of the world. Games as a service. No. Well, no, but like yeah, but like for instance, like for instance, like the Battlefield though, uh, Four had like the first month with the net code and then it got fixed. Uh, Battlefield 5 was broken for about a month when it launched. This is yeah, still broken and, both... and we're almost at a year with New World. Yeah. Guess what, Nate? It took them two years to get World of Warcraft running correctly. You know why? Because MMOs are far more complex than your Battlefield is. Oh, I know that. Yeah. But I'm... Far more complex. They're very, very hard to get working perfectly. And yes, it was rushed out. No one's saying that. I just think it's hilarious that you keep bringing up bugs yeah, and as a sign that you, the game is a dumpster do you, fire. Do you pay to play a new world? No, it, no, it's you, just, you buy it. What's the complaint? Who cares? They fix, yeah, they'll fix the game. Nobody, nobody, nobody's like freaking out about Cyberpunk well, um, and all the bugs they uh, had. Well, Amazon has a history. Of eventually, just stop like just closing a game out. Well, um, the 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 game yeah. that they closed out never even made it to. Yeah, but it's not it closed history. out because the player base is massive. No, the player base has dropped to um. What is it? Ten percent of its original mass. It was something like that. I was like, Jesus that's just, just like Halo uh, multiplayer. It, it dropped started like, at two hundred fifty thousand, and yeah, now it's it, what twenty. Yeah, it dropped to like a tenth of its like player base. It has a lot, but it's still it's not even close to what it launched at. Not even. Yeah, close. but that has, again, that has nothing. To, it's not the bugs doing that. It's when you when you advertise a game to be one thing, and then you cater to a, a, a an audience that didn't exist. That's the problem. They catered to a PvE audience, and these PvE people are casual pricks that don't play these games enough yeah. to care. And they chased off the PvP guys to the next MMO. It's that simple. It's not that the game was bad. If they had followed the original track and just made all the content for PvP people, they'd have 
400,000 people playing it, but that would be a constant amount. Instead, mm. they have 30,000 because they have a bunch of people that were like, I want PVE. Oh, this sucks. I'm going back to Final Fantasy. <laughs> and that's basically what happened. It's the same thing happened with Guild Wars. Remember when Guild Wars 2 was lot, came out? Yeah. Mm. And they, they talked about this massive fucking um, replacement for the actual Guild Wars thing because that's what people played. Imagine having a game called Guild Wars where you don't have the Guild Wars in it. <laughs> well, they do. So it's they, just, it's they, just not what... It's just not the No, because it's not even Guild Wars, dude. It's not even Guild Wars. If you played Guild Wars, you would know what... If you played Guild Wars 2, you immediately realize... That it's just a big giant faction map and everybody's on the same side versus another faction. Yeah. That's not Guild Wars. Guild Wars was literally like, I got 10 of my best friends. We have grinded our shit up. We're going into ranked. Who thinks they can beat us? That's what Guild Wars was. And that doesn't exist anymore in the game. And the reason why it doesn't is because someone told them they had to focus on PvE more. And so they built their entire new game based around PvP. And then they threw some shitty map at you for open world PvP that you have to go instance into play and when you go in it half the time nothing's happening and it's not fun to do. Mm. I miss MMOs. I do dude, I used to fucking love MMOs, but they don't Oh God, I hope Ashes of Creation's good, but I I What did I play the hell out of EverQuest 2? Mm. That karma system mm. immediately makes me think it's not gonna be any good because I want a PvP game and they they don't know what they're doing with PvP. Mm-hmm. And they always care bear it up, so people using casters always have an unfair advantage. It's ridiculous. Well, theoretically, casting in if uh, in a scenario like, for instance, you mean that's like me having a gun with a guy with a sword. Like it's it's pretty. Much, I don't care. It's... We're playing an MMO, dude. <laughs> okay, okay, fine, fine. <laughs> you get, you can have that, but if I get next to you. I get to cut you in half in one swing with my sword. Yeah, no, I fire. no, I agree with it. I think if you get close, yeah, you should be able to kill a caster in one shot. It's fucking... St- your entire premise is stupid. You have to balance it for fun. They don't balance it for fun. They balance... It, it, there, was a, there was a study done a while back is, for statistics-wise with World of Warcraft. And what they found out was that around 70% of PvPers were terrible at PvP. And of that 70% or close to that, like 45% of them. No, I'm serious. 45% of them played healers and um and like mage related classes. Not all casters, but mage related, like hardcore mages. Mm. And the reason for that is because as a healer, you can stand perfectly still and spam yourself alive indefinitely as long as you don't have like five people on you. And as a caster like a mage, you have so much crowd control that you don't have to worry about doing anything wrong. You can pick any spell you want to survive a fight. So that's why these people are playing those classes and why they avoid playing like rogues and warriors and hunters because all these classes have dead zones where you can avoid getting kited. Mm. And once you once you get on top of a bad PvPer, they get confused. They don't know what to do. But if you're playing a really easy class like a mage, what do you do? You just blink. Yeah. Well, I'm saying, no, but the way, I think the way to balance it out is make the mages super powerful, make the grind to get to that point super hard. No, that's not how you, again, you don't PvP, so the way you balance, the way you balance mages is the same way you balance every other class in a, in a battle. Now, when, you, when you're talking, when you're talking PvP, are you talking like battlegrounds? Or are you talking about just 
in any game kind of and you walk PvP, by somebody that's a that's any a, kind of PvP. It's very simple. If I get on top of you with any melee class, you should be forced to blow cooldowns to defend yourself. The state of something like World of Warcraft now is that if I get on top of you with my warrior as a healer, the only cooldown you need to blow is I stand still and heal myself. And when I get an opening, I fear you and do a little damage. And then I stand still and heal, heal myself. Hmm. That That is just bad design. Like, they're so top-heavy in that game that, like, mm. they can keep five people up by themselves. I don't know. So like, that means if you fight one-on-one one -on -one with him, there's no way you're killing him by himself, right? Because he can he can literally keep a raid up on his own. I don't know. Because, like, I, I understand the balance are fun, but, like, when I think about these things, I think, like, I've read, like, fucking hundreds and hundreds of fantasy novels. Um, and I think if, like, the only time you see a mage get his ass kicked is if a warrior or someone gets, like, gets on him without him knowing it. Yeah, because um, that's so. Bad and writing, I think, dude. well, no, I, no, that's that's because no, they're supposed to be intelligent, smart, wisdom. They're all they have all these things. So yeah, if they can see you, you're done. If you're a melee guy, but no, if, well, but, if good, them, will, but if you come upon them, but if you come upon them, a good fantasy book will have a drawback so that they can't sit there and just throw shit at people. Um, but the, like the, I the think thing, you're talking about this because they you read ones with a lot of overpowered people like fucking it. it the the best description of a mage in any book has been the Dresden Files because as powerful as he is mm. he cannot he cannot do it at a rate well enough to defend himself against like no. a vampire rushing him no like it's a perfect description they have a lot of power but they, they can't do it as fast and, and the problem is in these MMOs like hell in World of Warcraft every spell you use as a frost mage slows your target so you don't even have to think about what you're hitting your target with. Mm. You just slow them down. Whatever. We don't need to discuss this. this <laughs> my point is, my point is, people like you are uh, balancing this PvP Nate, <laughs> and they have this illusion that that the mages should only be casters should be stronger than everyone else. That's why. In almost every MMO, you can't resist caster spells. Yeah, but, really. I, but if I was designing, I'd also make it so the mages, no matter what armor you get, if a melee guy gets on you, you're done. There's nothing you can do to defend yourself. Then the, then there's no point in playing the game. <laughs> it's a mage. Yeah, because it's a that delicate would, balance. That would ruin the fun try. of it. Well, no, because you, the mage, if they see you from far, they're going to kill you. But if you can get up on them, they're dead. Yeah, but yeah, that's but fucking Nothing should be insta-kill. <laughs> that's just bad. That's why you can't... It's just you not how MMOs work, either. Such a it's such bad design. You would never been able to be able to develop a game. That's <laughs> horrible, dude. Speaking of games that can't be developed, well, yeah, and this is from someone who's played decades of PvP. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dice delays Battlefield 2042 season one to fix their core game. I wonder oh. why. <laughs> so, yeah, so Battlefield is flawed to put up mildly, and developers are, are rethinking their schedule to address those shortcomings. No shit. <laughs> uh, officially delayed the game at the first season to early summer and will use the extra time to fix the core experience. Uh, the next Battlefield 2042 update will be reading ramp uh, easier to digest uh, scoreboards while players. I was in the, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, the voice chat functionality. That shit? Make the game work. Everything like this point out, but, no, like, but that's dude, that's the thing that's missing. That's what's pissed people off. They, it doesn't even have an effective scoreboard. What do you mean by effective scoreboard? Offended. I haven't played it, so I don't know what What do you mean by effective scoreboard? You can't, like, it, it, from what I last knew, they it doesn't really even have a scoreboard, at not all. really. 
you can't like alt tab and see where things are. You or mean what tab people, or whatever? Yeah. Wherever tab is in most games. I forget. Yeah, it's tab in that game too. To, to see like how many yeah. kills you got? Yeah. And where you are, really? Yeah. What? It doesn't work. What? Why? I'm going to tell you a little story. You hurt me. I no. didn't hurt you. You hurt you. About about 10 years ago, there was this woman. You name, might have heard of her. Her name is Anita Skankesian. <laughs> and and she went to EA and gave them some direction how to on how to not be toxic. And the end result was that their game started sucking worse than usual. Uh, well, okay. And someone said, hey, scoreboards are toxic. And well, that's why you don't have well, a scoreboard. How do you play so, a game without a scoreboard? So this is the same stupidity that because happened. Because nobody's in... supposed to win. So this is okay. So this is, this is the only bad thing I actually have to say about Call of Duty Modern Warfare, like the remake of Warzone. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, because I think that's a fairly decent game. It's well made. They, they took time to make it, everything else. Uh, the only thing that I say that's kind of stupid is that like when you're playing, like I, I don't really play Battle Royale and I mostly play multiplayer, which I've been doing lately. Um, is it doesn't show how many deaths you have until after the game's over. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and the decision when they were making, I think we covered it on the podcast, was they didn't want people, players to be discouraged while they're playing. Okay. Yeah, if you're sucking, it, it, you're sucking. All, it also depends on it, what match you're playing, all, too. Some matches do show all, that. Oh, do show. Bullshit, yeah. Dude. I was like, it's just dumb. All, just show me how many deaths I have. It's all bullshit, and it's all because of the fucking modern media. Mm -hmm. Modern um, games media so, telling you that it's toxic yeah, yeah it's a freaking video game who cares yeah, <laughs> yeah and the other <laughs> article i had brought up is also is that ea did says that it did not battlefield 2042 did not meet expectations well where was that decision making before it launched and say i'm did sorry anybody play test the game sorry did um why don't they did they didn't they have no, so i played the beta there was a beta yeah i played the beta the bugs no, no, were there dude, in the beta i don't think play testing it would have mattered no no i because was the problem no no the problem with battlefield is that it has a negative connotation now. Like, no matter how good that game came out, the chances of it meeting expectations are like a million to one because the fan base has moved on and been like, yeah, who fucking cares? Well, no, I'm saying I was part, I am part of the, what do you call it, Battlefield whatever experimental test team yeah, or everything, yeah, yeah. right? Because I signed up for it years ago. Okay, and I tested Battlefield 2042. I played it. Um, and it had all these bugs in it. All these bugs are still here. They were all there, and they were all part on the on the website. There were all these people putting these same bugs. I remember seeing them. They were all there, and then the game launched, and they were still there. But what was the point of us doing the beta? Yeah. All about all play testing the alpha. What was the point of any of that if you didn't change anything? Yeah, like I, I I'm not saying that wouldn't have helped. I'm just saying they, that they did. I don't though. think that I don't think Battlefield was going to sell well because for the past three games it has been a joke. And people have moved on. There are passionate fans who still want to play it, but the majority of people who've moved on because the game has been a joke for so long that they, they have to release the perfect Battlefield, and then that one will do slightly better. Mm. But they're going to have to release like two excellent Battlefields before they get back into a mm. spot where people respect them enough to to do it. Well, I That's so, the problem. Well, yeah, that is the problem. Yeah, the, um, And like there was a bug... That that was around when Battlefield Five launched, okay. That was one of the main issues, right? Okay. So <laughs> I went to play because I was like, you know, what? I want to play Battlefield. I'm not buying the new one, but I do want to play some Battlefield. So I loaded up Battlefield Five, uh, and that bug has returned. No. Okay, so it's a bug. So you pick like I don't. I you go into a match. You select what server you want to be on. Look at all the servers. Okay, I'm gonna join this game. This game looks decent. Um, 
and it's a fairly close country. So yeah, I'll, I'll join that one. Um, it's a bugs. Oh, can't access this game. Um, this game has ended, uh, sir, error, something like that. I forget the whole message, right? And it does it with anything you join. And this was a bug that was around when Battlefield 5 launched. Ugh. So it's something on the server side, I guess, apparently. And you have to do all these, like, fucking jump through hoops to get this thing to fix. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm just uninstalling this. I'm done. If you guys, like, by trying to fix 2042, because they're on the same servers probably, um, they have broken that game again. Yeah. Um, and because they're all running on the same servers, and I'm like, this is, no, I'm just, like, no. <laughs> I am done. I You mean until DICE leaves EA? Um, or the developers leave EA and develop their own game, not buying another Battlefield. Well, I hate to break it to you, to you people, but are you ready? Dice was never that good anyway. Bad Company was the like two good games, and then mm. from there they went downhill. Well, here, here's a question. A quick, I know I'm a, a quick, me, a but... quick question. <laughs> when when these companies come out with a game so quick, so often, like once every year or once every two years, yeah, how long should their past servers survive? And tell people stop playing them. Yeah, I think as long as there is, if you have an active player base, you need to keep them up. So that, what I'm saying is, if that's the case, then they need to make sure they're paying attention to those like, servers. Like for instance, like they recently did just add uh, Battlefield uh, Three, Four, Hardlines, and I want to say I don't remember what other ones. I think there was one other one they added. Just add like in the last like year, they add those to Steam. Also, keep so in mind you can play the on servers Steam. do not cost as much as they so, claim they do so they got mm-hmm. like it was a huge influx in battlefield 4 for instance of players from steam yeah but what i'm saying is that that they need to make sure that they're paying attention to all their servers oh, not yeah. just that one if oh, that's yeah. the case if they're yeah. going to keep these ones open because they do have a player base and they then, don't care yeah yeah especially like the people that were that already got sick of battlefield uh 2042 and went back to battlefield 5 mm-hmm they're like, what the fuck is this? This is bullshit. Yeah. Like, what is this game? Like, what? Oh, I don't know. It's 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 infuriating. All right. So, all right. Anyway, so keep in mind too that the player bases on these games are part of the problem too, yeah. because these very same these are the very same people that would spend a year shitting on PUBG because it's a buggy mess. Yeah. When it's a game made by like five people. But be totally fine when EA, the company that has more money than God, releases their shitty buggy game. Um. So, okay. So, this story is kind of linked to the next story in a way. Because I think, because we've covered companies like Frost Giant, and there was one other company we covered with veterans from, like, Blizzard and stuff, and other companies. And now we have another one. So, um, StarCraft, Rock, oh, we call it StarCraft, Rockstar, ArenaNet, uh, Vets, a land of 5 million, uh, basically deal for Lost Lake Games, a new game studio. Um, I have no clue what you just said. <laughs> um, so, uh, new style start, it's a new Seattle startup uh, led by uh, longtime gaming industry leaders, uh, raised $5 million. Um, So, and the guy in the picture there, that's, what is it, James uh, Finney? Yeah, I think that's the name. Anyway, so obviously they have veterans from StarCraft. One of the uh, the... Head developer of StarCraft is the CEO of the company. Uh, there's another guy from ArenaNet, another guy from that left Rockstar recently. Um, and they all formed this company. And I do think the reason why I bring StarCraft was I think, so we have Bungie being bought, we have Activision being bought, uh, we had Bethesda be bought by Microsoft. Um, and I don't think it'll be that long, especially with 
Microsoft already saying they are like the newer release games are going to be delayed uh, for other systems besides Xbox. Okay. They didn't say um, that. No, they did. The like, only thing, like the Starf- only thing they confirmed. No, no, Starfield. Starfield's not coming out on PlayStation until like six Hold months up. later. You're not. Uh, you were talking about Activision. No, I said first Bethesda. of all. They, I said Bethesda. But for, first of all, well, I can't understand you half the time. But mm-hmm. first of all, they have not said that Starfield's coming to any other platform but Xbox and PC. They they have not said in six months or anything. As of now, every Bethesda game will not be coming to any other system but Xbox and PC. As for so, Activision, they said they'll be honoring all of their deals, current deals, and their hope is to not remove the game off the system. Yeah, well, off that's, of the system. well, that's and that's for, it. That's for the branch. That's for the branch of Activision called Sony Activision. Um, that's true, but we don't know about anything else because there is a separate branch. The Sony Activision branch is just the people who help. Who helped seal the deal to keep the the, the games on their systems, dude? No, they're I know, not but... like developing their own games or anything. No, but I'm saying they—that's what they said though in their exact statement. They said all the games that are associated with Sony Activision uh, will not be you mean affected by this merger. What they said, word for word, and I can pull it up because it's on NeoGaf right now, is that all current deals, yeah, are uh, not going to be affected. Oh, that well. does not mean that we're going to see Call of Duty in 2025 or anything like that. Hmm. They haven't said anything about whether or not we're going to, they're going to keep them. But Just any- that the current deals are going to stay set in stone. So um, I'm saying with that being said, like these things happening to these companies, because these companies that were being like swallowed up by the sharks now are the companies that are going to be eventually going away. They won't last. You mean they're going to they're not going to be around forever. Um, especially being absorbed by these big companies. We've seen this happen before. Eventually, they just dissolve and it's over. Um, All right, that's completely wrong. Sony hasn't closed a studio in fucking 20 years. No, no, I'm saying companies like Blizzard and Activision are eventually go away, eventually be absorbed. They'll just become Microsoft. Um, the same thing with Bethesda. Uh, the Bethesda name eventually gets dissolved. They're just Microsoft uh, Studios. Um, no, this no, happens. To, this happens. Dude, what are you talking about, man? Microsoft has Microsoft Studios, but in Microsoft Studios, they have The Coalition, 343, um, Rare. They ha- All those studios yeah. are their own separate entities within no. Microsoft. No, I know that. I'm, I'm aware of that, but I'm saying in the so future. So they're not going to go, like Bethesda's not going away. They're not going to absorb Bethesda into, into Microsoft Studios. It will be called Bethesda. Owned by Microsoft Studios. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I know they're that. They're not going to. They're not going to take all of these. They didn't pay money for the IPs and the studio names to then take the studio names. They are not the same as. I don't like Microsoft, but they are not the same as Mike as um Activision and EA. When Activision and EA buy companies, they go, "You belong to us now. Your company is EA Montreal." When Sony and Microsoft buy a studio, they go, "You belong to us now. Keep your studio name." Well, because now, that for, is what we yeah, paid not, for. That, yeah, that's, that's, for now. that's for now, but I don't think that's always going to No, they've case. never done it, though. You cannot name a single student. And I can't believe I'm defending Microsoft. <laughs> 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 they, you cannot find a studio Microsoft has bought that they've turned around and said, we're renaming you to Microsoft Studio A. They have Every studio they buy, they allow them to keep their name. And then those studios might have an extra take an extra team like for example um the the people the 343 was one big studio they built one big studio and then halfway through like the second halo 
they said, we're going to promote one of our game developers to a head, and we're going to give him his own studio, and they started a new studio, studio called Coalition. Still kept 343, but started a new studio. Mike, I cannot believe I'm defending Microsoft. Microsoft yes! does not do that, and neither does Sony. You're equating the EA, EA and Activision, <laughs> because they do that all the time. But Sony and Microsoft like to keep the studio names because they have a legacy behind them and it helps keep the fans interested. Like, if you came out and told me Bethesda didn't exist anymore, I would know what's going on, but the retard down the street that plays Bethesda games but doesn't follow might go, oh, crap, what happened to... Well, Bethesda don't make Fallout anymore, so I don't care. Mm. They never changed... Well, I, can, I, can, I can prove it, dude. I can show, bring up a list. Well, Bethes- they never changed yeah. the names of Microsoft studio. Doom. Um, anyway, <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I personally don't think... I think eventually like these big companies are eventually going to dissolve these studios and absorb them. I personally think that's just what they're going to do. Um, anyway. Yeah, you, you can think it all you want, but you're wrong because it's never happened with Microsoft. All right, that doesn't mean it's not going to happen. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so I think that these upcoming studios are going to be the future, especially ones like this with these veterans that left companies because they were sick of basically what was happening in their industry. Um, right. Like we saw three, multiple. Four, like, like we saw, hold, on, Grim, hold, hold on, Grim. Grim, hold on, hold on. So we saw like multiple people leave Rockstar. Um, just during the development of what we heard rumors of the of uh, uh, GTA Six, mm-hmm. uh, they said they didn't like the decisions, all the other things. Uh, we've seen, obviously, I've mentioned, we've mentioned plenty of people that have left a Blizzard, like tons of people that were part of StarCraft, part of Diablo, part of Warcraft, all left. Um, and there's, you mean, and that's just like the beginning list. There's tons of people that have left these like industries that after they've got absorbed. Um, oh, now, now I get it. Now I get it. You wanted to make this argument, so you tailored your response about Microsoft and the studio so you could build this argument. So um, <laughs> so I think in the future, these are the companies that are going to be like the Bethesdas and Blizzards in the future. Uh, these big names that are just starting up right now mm-hmm. that are going to be the forerunners of like what is going to be, oh, this is the AAA game I want to buy. This is the game, you know what I mean? So. No, because we don't know yet. You're being over... You're, be, you're looking at it from one side, but you, uh, devil's advocate again. Why don't you look at it from the other side? And that is these people left these studios because they wanted to do something their own, and the other people just didn't think it was going to work. And maybe it won't work. Well, they did. Like, for instance, like Frost Giant. Frost Giant was a lot of veterans from StarCraft Two that were building StarCraft Three, and then Activision bought Blizzard and canceled StarCraft Three, And they said, well, we're out then. Okay. How long ago was that? that? Uh, but that does not mean that they're going to be the next big player in the industry. And, and in when, fact, where's the game? In fact, ninety percent of you of the people you that play those games don't know who Frost Giant is. No, they do. And I'm not um, saying it won't work, but you won't. You don't know that, and you're like, yeah. you're like, oh, these guys are going to be the big players in the world. How do you freaking no, know? No, they do. You they've actually the- they've actually had them um, at multiple. Uh, events over in Korea at the StarCraft tournaments. Now they've had those guys there. Oh, they've, so a they've couple been, they've, who... been, they've been constantly because the reason why because obviously StarCraft is like the biggest anywhere else in the world in Korea. Uh still. So it's it's not so... anymore, dude. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. I'm dude. I love StarCraft. StarCraft has a one percent fraction fan base uh, versus League of Legends. It's not even in Korea anymore. Is it? It's literally like a spec now. In Korea. League of Legends has a mobile game now. It's a rhythm-based game. <laughs> League, of, League of Legends <laughs> complete... Like, I love StarCraft, and I wish it would come back as the, the big thing. And it's it's not 
dead for an esport, but it is nowhere near as big as freaking as League of Legends I when never, it comes to like yeah, but I Korea. never I never said that though. Yes, you did. You just said it's the number one esport in I, Korea. I never said it was the number one esport. You just said it was mad. Was he not saying it was massive in a jumbled way? I, I said it was still massive. I still watch like I well. I don't it's watch, literally not don't, though. That's my point. I don't. I don't watch StarCraft one as much. I mostly. I mean StarCraft two. I watch mostly StarCraft one. Well, the remaster StarCraft tournaments. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So and those are huge. Like they still sell out and everything now because now like obviously the COVID restrictions. They've started filling up the arenas and stuff again. Um. It, so do you, no, it's not. It's not huge. That's my point. It's not huge anymore. I hope that this game is great, but you're 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 dumping a lot of faith on these people because you want to like them without think and well, without understanding that they have like a 40%, maybe a 20% chance of being a success. You don't know what's going to happen. You haven't even seen the game. Well, no, but you I, don't know like, what budget's going to do to them. You don't know what time constraints are going <laughs> to do to them. Well, no, but like, uh, for instance, like with the Starcraft thing though, we covered this in the podcast. I was, it was a major article. Starcraft remastered was it six months, six or eight months ago had a bigger player base than the original Starcraft when it first launched. Um, granted, the majority of the players are in uh, South Korea. Dude, but... the original Starcraft, dude, the original Starcraft was not big for a while. It grew. No, I'm saying Brood that the Wars, height, but, yeah, but, yeah, but yeah, at the height of Brood Wars, um, Starcraft remastered has now surpassed the player base that they achieved during the peak of uh, Brood Wars. So. So it's still not fucking massive. If you peak from what you thought your peak was, oh, oh that's dude. No, you're living in a delusional world. Man. <laughs> like you're living in a delusional world. I don't know what your description like, of peak is, but that's 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 mine. So Sony okay, is buying you... Destiny. Yes, studio. Well, they're buying Bungie. Yeah, Bungie. Yeah. Um. So no, they're buying Destiny. <laughs> that, that, that's the only game they got right now. Um, they're buying <laughs> Bungie. Like, for instance, uh, well, isn't is it Bungie that makes uh, Planet Side? No. Who's it make no. that? No, Gee, no, uh, no. <laughs> well, no, or is it no? It was no. It's one of the developers from the original Halo that made Planet Side. That's what it was. Um, made Planet Side one and two. Well, Planet Side Two is fairly still popular, um, um, but yeah, I believe so. Yeah, like who makes Starcraft remastered population one hundred sixty six thousand worldwide? Talk to me again when you have a fucking point. Mm -hmm. Continue. Like I look up the stats. I, I I hate to do it, but I look up the stats. Yeah, I got I got to shut it down. It, it 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 it's a fun game and it's doing all right over there. Thank God it's surviving over there. But no, <laughs> Destiny and Halo. No, but like, who makes make who makes who, right who makes Planet Yeah, who nope. makes Planet Side? I don't know. Not Sony game made by a company called Sony Online Interactive, which is now called Daybreak. Ah, uh, the play the same people who make uh, wasn't it Daisy? Um, yeah, Daisy. Which is again why you should not argue with me. I know my shit. <laughs> but yeah, they, they don't have any other games. No, Marathon, but, Halo, and Destiny. I'd like I'd like to point out that they got 1 million pre-orders for their expansion within 24 hours of, of announcing it. Like, the people that are pretending this isn't a big big buy are fucking stupid. I'm gonna... Let me... <laughs> they are now working with fucking... Oh, what the hell? What the hell? Oh my god, I forgot the studio. 
The guys who made Kill Killzone. Mm-hmm. Who, who? What's the name of that studio? I have no can't idea. remember. I don't remember the name of that. Guerrilla Games. Guerrilla Games. They're now working with Guerrilla Games. In case people don't know who Guerrilla Games are, they are the people who have the that built the Horizon Zero Dawn engine, known as the Demacia engine, which has been claimed by literally 80% of the industry as one of the best, if not the best, engines in gaming right now. The guys from Destiny are now working in the same studio space in between their studio and th these guys with the dude who make Killzone and no one sees what Sony's doing? <laughs> are you fucking insane? Well, they yeah. bought the guys that made the original Halo. What do you think they're going to make? I'll give you a hint. It's Sony's biggest fucking shooter they have ever made. A new Killzone? Well, what do you think? <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a new Killzone, obviously. The Destiny guys are going to make a new kill. Bungie is going to make a new Halo killer in the studio that claimed they were making a Halo killer 20 years ago. That is hilarious. <laughs> and it's going to be good. I'm not a fan of Bungie games or Halo. But I tell you this, fucking Killzone always yeah, had so, more art style. Oh, yeah. Killzone yeah. always looked fucking cooler. Yeah, so, I know Halo is considered the better game. And in fact, yeah. it is the better game to some in some degrees. Yeah, so that but, studio, the studio did make Playside does have a few veterans from the first Halo game on their studio. First just, Halo game. For the first game. Um, PlayStation, remember PlayStation Move? Yep. The, 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 the Wii fight, that worked well. And I got I got it that worked, to play it Killzone. Okay. It worked. Yeah, yeah. It worked I got okay. to play also, Killzone. It worked. It, okay. it was fun. I also point out as a as a fan of Killzone, I actually think that the um the Killzone on the PS3, the first one that came out, is better than the majority of Halos. And people are well, going to tell me I'm being a fanboy, but again, you see me play PUBG. You know how I like my shooters, realistic like. Mm -hmm. Killzone had a thing where if you were sprinting with your gun. And you went to bring it up to aim. There was weight, which slowed you down. Yes. What do I always tell you when I play when I play shooters, Bazinga? I cannot fucking stand the no consequences movement. Yeah. So you can do whatever you want and aim immediately. Mm -hmm. People hated the, the, that kill zone, and it did not hit uh, like multiplayer because of that one fucking problem. Like, they were like, oh, I can't aim when I'm running, or, oh, like, I'm jumping over a fence and it takes me a second to aim. Well, and that's why people shit up. Well, PlayStation, PlayStation Online then wasn't the best anyway. PlayStation no, it 2. Wasn't, it was it PlayStation wasn't, 2. Yeah, it was PlayStation. It wasn't. Yeah, but the point is, it was, it was a design mechanic that was set to make the game feel weighty, and people yeah, yeah, hated, yeah, yeah, yeah. hated it. Hated I'm, that. And I, I always felt that that was why the game got knocked because of that. Yeah. And it shouldn't have. I don't know because kill... the game was fucking. I excellent. think I have them all. Yeah, I have. I have like I have them all on PS3 still. I think I have two, three, and four. Mm -hmm. Is there four? I don't have the one on PS4 though. The, the last one, but yeah, I think I have them. All. And the art was always amazing in those games. Oh yeah, yeah, flat yeah, out always great. amazing. Absolutely it's great. not debatable in that regard. But no, in general, I don't think it's good. It and like it's I don't know. Like I said, cats and dogs living together. I don't think it's a great thing that these companies are buying these studios. Let the studios just be themselves. So why are they having hard? It says you know big video game companies can't just can't stop buying. Why? Because they it's always a response to Microsoft bought one. They buy one. There was a joke that they uh, that Sony bought Capcom. That was a, that was a joke. 
I would like realistically, the reason why it's happening is because one company, and again, I'm gonna come off like a fanboy, but I don't care. One company likes to to take its time, build relationships with studios, and then build their own studios or buy one over time. And the other one likes to just throw money around when it's not competing. Yeah, and that's yeah. the diff. That's what's happening. Like one can't compete, so they threw a bunch of money to try and compete. So yeah, that's what it is, though. I mean, that's well, we'll see what the future is. Lies. But this has been the end of the gaming portion of the Talking Tech podcast. We're going to move on to media, technology, all that fun stuff. But we're going to go for a quick break real quick. Move on to media, technology, all that fun stuff. So we have some topics to cover. We're going to get into The Mandalorian for one. I mean, Boba Fett, Book of Boba Fett. <laughs> it's all the same show now, pretty much. Uh, we're also going to get into, it's weird because I saw this as a topic. I was like, wait, I have to put this. Um, because I already knew about this because it's on the Blu-ray collection of Back to the Future mm-hmm. um, about Christopher Lloyd wasn't thrilled about them changing actors for Marty McFly oh, okay. uh, when it happened. And he, there's a whole interview on the Blu-ray. And I was like, oh, well, that's weird. I wonder why this is make, making headlines. Um, so, and why I think, like, I, I like, <laughs> like, I, you know, I mean, Michael J. Fox is amazing. He's iconic as the character. But um, after I saw... The scenes with Stoltz in them, I'm like, oh man, we missed out here. <laughs> this was like, this would have been a way better movie. <laughs> but, no, it wouldn't have. But we'll get Are into you that. Are fucking though. kidding me? We'll get into that though. <laughs> like, I was way more impressed with Stoltz uh, when I saw. Yeah, the- but you're you're so freaking negative on shit. So uh, you, that's why you no, loved it. No, it's it. It's just this is what Nate does. He always has to be a, con- a contrarian to the popular opinion. No, that it's, movie it's, would have been terrible with Stoltz. It, Stoltz it's Stoltz a masterpiece. Was more of a. Um, it's a he was more emo. <laughs> well, he was more emo, but he looked like so. The character description. Um, oh, here we go again. The descriptions in in, his, the, in the writing. Um, <laughs> well, no, he's supposed to be a a kid that's into the gothic scene, gothic uh, rock scene in the eighties. And Stoltz had he his character was dressed exactly like that. The hair, everything. He looked like a teenager of that time. That was in the goth. He was is the best casting he, choice they've made. He, he in was that like, uh, he did, but we'll get into that though when we get to the topic. Um, Not debatable. <laughs> um, we'll get into that. Like, like, next, uh, you'll tell me Indiana Jones would have been better as a chick. Hey, maybe so. Never know. Anyway. Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it should have been Rick Moranis, okay? <laughs> uh, ooh, that would be interesting. Anyway. Yeah, if it was a comedy, yeah. <laughs> uh, we're going to get into more, some AI uh, coding stories with uh, from uh, the Deep Mind from Google. Also get into Starlink, the next phase of Starlink. Starlink 2.0. Mm. So. So, I like... Fuck st- Starlink. Um, very expensive. That's all you need to know. It's not that expensive. Yes, this is the premium tier. Is okay. The premium the, tier that, is... that is ridiculous, and yeah. we'll get into it when we get into it. <laughs> yeah, but it's cheaper than what it would take for people in the Midwest to get this speed of internet. It shouldn't, and it kind of goes against the goal. The goal that they they talk about all the time in the in the politics. Well, yeah, but you can still get like that's for that's like, not affordable. But we'll get it. Well, no, it. but you can still get the affordable one though. I know, but it's ass. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not ass. It's not, the affordable one's. So decent. what you're saying is a big tech person lied about what they were planning and doing. It's a very 
specific big tech person. <laughs> uh, um, oh, so Nate's going to defend the hell out of this crap. I got it. Um, I got it. So, yeah, that's, I mean, that's interesting. And Starlink's doing something weird. I just don't like the fact that, I mean, I like the idea. I just don't like the fact of, like, 10,000 satellites hovering around the fucking planet. But it's already there. Oh, well, I know. That's <laughs> probably more than that. But still, yeah. it's, it's just, it's, it's a little silly. Um, but, oh, well. That's what it is, though. <laughs> oh, you need a limit on things. You know there's one with a super laser on there. But... <laughs> well, there's probably more than a few, actually. But anyway. <laughs> so <laughs> let's get into what everybody's been watching, checking out, all that fun stuff. I watched Into the Cold. Oh, yeah, that's right. You were talking about that. The spy, whatever. Well, it, it's, it's, it's this woman who was a, a, a Russian uh, operative okay. in the 90s. Okay. And then she went into the cold, so she she didn't want to do it anymore. She, she went to exile. Yeah. Yeah. She she became someone else. Right. Had a got a family, had a kid, and then she her kid is big into was big into ice skating, so they went over to the UK or something like that to for training. And the government found her and put her back into play. And she, when she was in the thing, she had a special. Uh, when she started being. Uh, an operative there was this doctor you know scientist that mm. made this thing and to get away she ended up having to use it on herself so she can now turn into other people oh okay as, as, as long as she touches that person then she, she gets the dna shoot what is that uh it's very familiar but... the uh the x-man that can do that uh, oh yeah yeah, yeah. Ch chameleon yeah, not chameleon um she's a bad guy what the hell's her name i can't think of her name oh anyway, um yeah, Mystique. Mystique. That's yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Mystique. Yeah. Man. Yeah. So she's very much Mystique. Anyway. Yeah, but <laughs> but in a little bit more pain because like every time oh. it's like cracking every bone in her body type of thing. Oh jeez. <laughs> you know, like they do in like turning into a wolf movies. Yes. But uh, it it was good. It was good. They definitely set it for a sequel because then it's like, oh, you think she's the good guy, and then at the end they're like, what? <laughs> you know. Huh. Now, the question is, what network is it on? Netflix. Oh, okay. Well, I'll check it out then. Yeah. No, no, it's on CW. Or CW, CBS, NBC, any of those. Apply anymore. Any of those, it's like, yeah, no. I wasn't going to check it out, but I'll check it out. Yeah, but Netflix has gone pretty far downhill, Nate. Other than, like, Squid Games, the majority of this shit has been bad lately. Yeah. Well, what's like, weird. real bad. Yeah. Well, yeah, what's weird, though, okay, so Netflix, it looks like they own a lot of things. They own some studios, but, like, some of the shows are just, like, they bought the rights, and they're fil and they're shown on Netflix as Netflix original, and then if you look into it, they're actually not. They're owned by another studio in uh, Europe or something. Well, yeah. They just, uh, Netflix bought the rights to have it on, and I was like, what the hell? The, the, the Halo show looks really good, but they fucked Cartana. <laughs> She's not no, blue. No, they fucked up a lot more than Cortana. <laughs> well, let's take I, I'm talking about the, I'm just I saw the trailer. Dude, let's take no. I'm ex I was I like I think it's going to be pretty cool up until they got to the end of the trailer. And what do they do? They bring they march out strong, independent woman as the bad guy. Oh, did they? Yes. I got this blonde this blonde chick looking like a freaking like a man comes walking out and while she's walking out, there's this weird thing following her wrapping around soldiers and shit. And I'm like, 
I pl I, I'm not a fan of Halo, but I've played every Halo, and I'm pretty fucking sure there is no mystical fucking... Oh, and she's a Covenant. So she's a, oh, a yeah, Covenant yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's that looks costume. like a human trying to convince yeah. them to surrender. Why? Again, with the... I just blew up a... <laughs> <laughs> I literally just blew up a bottle of water with my anger. Okay? Okay. But there is the, the, the stuff. That's probably the, 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 the flood. Again, but this is what I'm talking about, about bad oh, writing. You don't need to make them look like humans to do the story. The no, flood? The, no, you, I'm talking about the flood where it takes over the, the goes over the people and turns them into zombies. Okay, she could look like one then. I'm not saying she's a flood. I'm saying you saw they said there was stuff wrapping around people. Like it was following her, like she was controlling it. Oh, okay. I gotta That's watch my it point. again. So my my point is, maybe? I don't know. Yeah. That my point is, if she's the main antagonist, I forget the fact that she's fucking the typical stereotype strong woman you get in every TV show. She looks show like now. Padme. All that. She looks like forget Padme. that stupid mm. bull. Uh, yeah, forget that stupid bullshit. The idea that they felt the need to have a human surrogate for the covenant because she's like surrender to the covenant, we can will win or something like that. Why didn't you just have an elite show up and do that? Mm. Yeah, like they're an alien race. Do you think your fans are too dumb to fucking follow an alien threatening the humans, and you have to have a fucking female human do it for you? All they had to do was have that that elite guy, the the one from the original Halo Infinite trailer. Or, or a couple. <laughs> the it meme? doesn't have to be the same elite, but you get my point. Like they could have had an elite, or yeah, one yeah. of the, or one of the other bad guys from Halo, as the person doing this. But instead, it's some random chick, mm -hmm. so that they can have a human talk to to the humans. I don't understand who thought that was a good idea. Instead of just push the badasses you have, which are the Covenant. Who's the blonde woman supposed to be? She doesn't exist in the show. In the game, the yeah, games. Right. Yeah, so, um, that's my another gripe. Like, yeah, that's like it looks to me like this show is based on the fall of um of Reach. Okay, uh, at least that's what I hope. Or they're re or they're writing the, they're rewriting the whole series and they can go fuck themselves. Because if you know anything about Halo, you know that the first Halo is there are no Spartans left. He's the last Spartan. Why? Because the other four members of his team are killed on Reach. Oh, yeah, yeah. There are four other Spartans in this. Spartans in this. So I'm, I guess they're starting at Spartans. Reach. Spartans. <laughs> All right? Yeah. But, like, I'm looking at the trail right now because just so I can, like, oh, tell you what I meant. That's Cortana. Why is she not blue? <laughs> Looks blue to me. No, Cortana is all blue. That looked pretty blue to me. Are you are you blind? Like, here we go. Here we go. Like that look. She looked pretty damn blue. All right. So it's no. Keep going to the end. That's dude. pretty blue. The girl dude. that's like no, like no, human geez. surrendered to right, the covenant. If that's not blue. I don't know what blue is. That's yeah, but that that's you can see skin color. Okay, very slightly. No, no, no. Cortana. See, see like this is what I mean. By, no, no. Get past the Cortana thing. Go to go to Ooh. one minute forty seconds. All right. It doesn't look any different. Anyway, besides she's different. Uh, one minute. For, shut up and do what I say. <laughs> I'm there. I'm there. All right. Now, if that's the flood, fine. But again, you don't need a fucking female or male human in that scene. You could just have a fucked up oh, yeah. flood-looking creature come out and do the same thing. Yeah. The only reason why she's there is because someone said we don't have enough chicks, and I'm like. 
You well, could have just had a cool... You don't have enough cool monsters. No, it's Halo. No, they didn't want to spare the uh, costume team or the CGI budget to make it a different race is what it was. Then don't show her until that, you know the show's a hit. Just show that weird creature doing what it's doing. No, Yeah, I guarantee it because they'd have to do it in every scene she is. And uh, CGI budget for moving things is a way more difficult and costs well, a lot or, more money. Or maybe, maybe the flood made her. So they could speak. But oh, maybe. We, we, we don't know okay, how that, again, that works. It, it, this one thing you know about Halo, it's got it's got a pretty rich lore. It's yeah. not a great story, but a pretty rich lore. They don't need that. Yeah, they yeah. literally have the they have the brutes, they have the covenant, they have the flood, they have the the prophets. They have enough bad guys and bad people and bad girls that they could things mm. they could use as women to do that. There's no reason to have strong well, female human I, as one of your antagonists. I can tell you another reason why. Why? So this is a thing that's been happening lately and it ruined well, we know that. We've seen it on a lot of shows. And it ruined a movie that I was going to see. I was going to go see it. And then I am refusing to watch it now because the the movie The Last Duel. Oh yeah. Um, the Last Duel is excellent. Because of it's on HBO, Matt Damon's idioticness of wearing a fucking half helmet. I was like, so yeah, no. show his face. Yeah, I'm not like I'm not. And he had an argument, I guess, I found in behind the scenes with uh, Ridley Scott about this. Um, no, no, I want to show my face. And I was like, that's just ridiculous. I'm not watching your movie then. It's like right, the I'm about to I'm about he to shut down thing. your argument. I'm about to shut down your argument because the helmet he wears is a half helmet towards his weak side in the combat. I've watched a combat trailer about it. It's actually period appropriate for him to have a half helmet on that side because it covers his weak side, but allows him more view and vision to see why he's fighting. So whoever brought up that bullshit about him fighting with Matt with Ridley because he wanted to show his face, I'll point out that actual combat experts have done things on YouTube about this. The half helmet is a tactical advantage for him, and that's why he has it on there. No. Anyway. <laughs> yes. Yes, Nate. <laughs> real quick. Kind of like how. Real quick. What are you watching? What are you watching? So <laughs> anyway, um, so I do have to reiterate the uh, Ozarks. Like, if you haven't checked out Ozark, holy crap. Um, this last season, like, well, last half season is amazing. Um, they're easily, I think the girl who plays Ruth is winning another Emmy. She's won three for the show already. Um, but they're splitting it into two seasons because um, they want to win. I, uh, what do you call it? Um, what's his name? Jason uh, Bateman there, the head writer and creator of the show. Uh, they're putting the other half uh, in June or later because they want to be nominated for the next year as well, uh, which is understandable. A lot of shows are starting to do that. Um, but we are getting seven more episodes, which is awesome. Um, but a lot of shit goes down. I wish I could say anything about the show, but I can't because there's way too many spoilers. If you've never checked out the show, but holy crap. Um, Wait, you're telling me that the vanity of these people is that they they split it into two things just so they can have a chance of getting another award? Yeah, it's well, a lot of shows are starting to do now. They, yeah, show. I know a lot of shows are doing it. It's just becoming embarrassing that they're doing it. Um, like fucking Christ, people. Um, so it isn't that long. I mean, the, the first half just ended. Um, most likely they said it's going to air in the beginning of June, first week of June-ish, because that will qualify him for the next year's Emmys. Um, so it isn't terrible. Um, and it, you can watch other shows while you're waiting, like Snowpiercer, which is awesome, or Servant, which is a great show. Uh, a whole bunch of other really good shows. Uh, if you never check out American Gods, definitely go watch American Gods. Holy crap. <laughs> that is probably one of the best, uh, um, it isn't exact the books, but the just visual effects and the people play, they play the gods so well. <laughs> like the guy playing Odin is freaking awesome. 
<laughs> I've only seen the like first uh, couple episodes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And Mr. World is a pretty interesting character too. Like there's just so many interesting characters uh in that show. Do they have I a did... new god called Twitter Mob yet? <laughs> there is a actually there is a um there, 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 uh, so in later on the second season one of the gods dies that's one of the future one of the newer gods uh basically gets kind of exiled i guess you could say and another god takes uh their place um and it's pretty much the zoomer uh instagram god pretty much and they're most they're the most obnoxious thing i've ever seen <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> Well, leftists are the most obnoxious. Oh my god, this is just like silly, but yeah. And that's going from someone who's extremely obnoxious. <laughs> um, trust me, I know that I get out of hand on here and I scream at Nate all the time. But, <laughs> it's not that I don't know. But I did watch a uh, fairly interesting movie with Gillian Anderson. I can't remember the other actor's name. He played Mister. Uh, he played uh, John Smith in uh, Man in High Castle. But I can't remember the actor's name. He's a good actor. Um. Uh, but had Jillian Anderson, and then there's another guy who played their son. Um, he's an upcoming actor. I can't think of his name. But the movie's called "I'll Follow You Down." Um, it's, yeah, good. it's a movie about <laughs> basically a physicist who travels back in time, and he wants to meet, talk to Einstein about something. Um, and then his son eventually figures out later on, like his grandfather tells him, "Oh, hey, I've discovered. I'm pretty sure your father was working on this." They discover, and then obviously he goes back in time. Um, and it's, it's like, I didn't think it was going to go the way it went. And it was like, well, that's, that's really, really, really dark. And I'm like, wow, that's, I'm glad for a movie. Not just, go, oh, it's just a happy little ending. No, it's really dark, <laughs> which is really cool. Hence like, why it wants, wants his name to be in, uh, Back to the Future. Oh well, yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> uh, so, I mean. Uh, that, it, I, Nate's had a lot of bad hot takes. That one's a real bad hot take. <laughs> um, but yeah. So anyway. Graham, anything you checking out that we didn't add? Oh, did I watch anything? Oh, yes. Yes. I watched the best new show on TV. And this is not coming from a jackass like Nate, so you can believe it. Well, Vox the Legend Mechanical. Of Vox, <laughs> the, Legend, the Legend of Vox Machina is Machina. fucking amazing. Lost, yeah, Vox Machina. Yeah. It's and absolutely it's, amazing. One of the voices is the girl from uh, The Last of Us. Oh, okay. Nate. I mean, Pazinga, she's not from The Last of Us. She's from Critical Role and happened to have done The Last of Us. Oh, okay. Well, she's not from Critical Role. She's a freaking actress. That's what she is. Well, she's an actress who no, got on the Critical Role. No, she's from Critical Role. No, she's an actress who been an anyway. actress forever. I've been watching her in, like, everything. She was in... So, yeah, I know. She was in, know, in, she, dude, she no, was you, in Blind I Spot. I don't quite understand. <laughs> I don't nothing care about Critical Role. <laughs> nothing else she's ever done will be as popular as what she's done now. <laughs> okay. That's my point. Um, I don't buy so, it. Anyway. <laughs> I, wait, excuse me. You don't buy it? They had fucking 40 fucking million dollars dedicated, donated for this goddamn show, dude, oh, from I their know. fans alone. I know. They're, they're huge now. They're giant. <laughs> they get, dude, they have like 40 million views a week per episode hmm. of a D&D campaign. <laughs> no, but yeah, this show is excellent. It. Even if you're not into D&D, if you just like, like, anime, the animation's excellent, so it doesn't feel like a cheesy American animation. It's adult, dude. Like, there's plenty of adult jokes and uh, brutal fucking killing. Ooh. They don't hold anything back. They're not making this shit for kids. Like, literally the second episode starts with one of the characters banging some random barmaid. <laughs> like, 
the entire point of the character. Okay. It's a very, it's an excellent show. I would suggest she was the little girl in growing pains. Grim. Oh, wow. Yeah. And still not as popular as critical role. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) I don't think people, I don't think people quite understand how she was Annie in a a Royal adventure. (laughs) Oh my God. Anyway, good, good. She's still just Ashley Johnson of Critical Role fame. (laughs) She was in Teen Titans. Oh wow! And Recess. She's been a voice for everything. She was in Avengers. Yeah, I guess so. Oh wow! I don't know what. I don't think Critical Role is more important than a Marvel movie. But you have watched bad shows because of Nate's shitty opinion, Bazinga. Watch, watch Legend of Vox Machina. I don't know what I would. Anyway, she was a waitress. Oh okay. Um, you will be laughing hysterically within minutes. So anyway, so SpaceX Starlink premium tier promises up to 500 megabits per second uh, for $500 a month. That's that, holy shit. That's a, that's a, it's, it's expensive. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. That's expensive. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Did you not read it earlier? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm saying like in general, like um, I know that's expensive, yeah. but. This is so. For instance, like for average, okay. So in the Midwest, lots of it's parts in not, the so a lots of parts in the Midwest, you have to spend close to a grand to even get like two hundred megabits a second. Wait, you're gonna defend this when um, they try? They said that so, they were gonna make this affordable, and that's not affordable. Well, no, no, the affordable no, plan no. still exists. But I'm saying though, for them, you know I mean you're gonna be, if you were actually wanting this in the Midwest, like wanting fast internet, it'd be cheaper for you to do this than actually try to accomplish it the other it's, way. It's not even just the five hundred dollars though. Well, it's twenty five hundred five hundred dollars to sign up. It, no, it's twenty five hundred dollars to buy the stuff. Yes, it's five hundred dollars for a deposit. Yes, that you get back. I guess it goes towards whatever. Yeah, but still, that's what. $3,500? Yeah, but that's a second front. tier. So, and these people aren't getting their equipment probably until closer to 2024. Um, Maybe by then they'll have affordable internet. But no, but that's not really so. Yeah, but like for first tier, uh, the uh, first ones yeah. are still being distributed. And they're being told right now they have to wait till uh, the end of this year um, to get their equipment. So a lot of people have got their equipment already. Um, So... I mean that's a good thing, and I've watched a lot of reviews. There, it's, it's, it is easily the best internet you can get in the Midwest right now for wait, the wait, price. Like Satellite internet. Why is Nate defending? Why is Nate defending this so hard? So, um, it is easy. Like it is easily the best in the France. Like I don't know. Um, the, is this the thing Elon Musk made as well as SpaceX? Um, Jesus, no wonder he's fucking defending it. So, if this was Microsoft, he'd be shitting all over it. Yeah, <laughs> oh, definitely. He'd be like, they're scamming them, they're ripping them off. It, for for fifty to two, for the possibility of fifty to two hundred and fifty megabits, it's ninety nine a month. Yes. For the second tier, it's five hundred a month for five hundred. Yes, I'm paying seventy five a month. I understand we have the internet, but yeah, the it med- should be a the, lot. Cheaper the Midwest a month. doesn't, like I said, it costs uh, which is great. It doesn't mean for- that they need to spend, spend be charging five hundred a month for it. Yeah, I know, but it's yeah, like half the price. You're already no, no, no. You're already paying five hundred dollars. I mean, twenty five hundred dollars for the shit. That is embarrassing. Okay, fine. The five hundred dollar deposit. You can't defend how overpriced. If that you're is. if you're gonna charge ninety nine, maybe one fifty. But five hundred—that's <laughs> bullshit. That I understand it. that it's portable, or not. It can be used anywhere in the world. Versus, um, uh, 
Yes and no. Well, that's what it says here. Uh, <laughs> it says you could use it anywhere in the world, basically. Well, I guess no, it, unless you're not, underground or something. No, well, no, that's not going to be possible till all 10,000 satellites are launched. Ah, okay. Well, that's whatever. not till 2027. But still, it, 500 megs, uh, megabits for $500 is not a deal. Well, of course, it's not. It, and that's, and that's overpriced. But, You're okay. already paying three grand for the, the the stuff. You shouldn't have to pay it five hundred a month. No, but no, but very true. But say if you live out in the Midwest, what would you do? No, no, I wouldn't live in the Midwest. Okay, but I'm saying you, you you couldn't move. This is where you live. I wouldn't pay five hundred a month. I do the nine. That doesn't matter. Okay, well, th that well, is yeah. such a fucking straw man <laughs> argument. Just because, well, if you live out in the Midwest, it's okay that they rip you off with overpriced shit. No, <laughs> you, you act like this guy is a god coming to save the world. This Elon Musk is here to fucking help people. And this motherfucker can afford to take the hit on this. He doesn't need to charge that much. Well, no, the, the actual, because I've looked, the actual equipment to make this is actually very expensive to make. Who cares? Um, he can you're, afford you're, it. You're charging $2,500 for it. How much is a router? Goal, they, how much goal, is that thing? No, this He <laughs> literally said that he wanted to make affordable internet. I remember this shit now, dude. Yeah, he, he wanted did. to bring affordable internet to people. And yeah. he's not because he's unwilling to bite the bullet on this. So he's not really bringing affordable anything to well, people. No, the tier two is not for those people, though. That's not for those people in the Midwest. That's not for them. That's not what that's made for. Um, it's made for stockholders because he's a beholden <laughs> to them, even though he pretended he wasn't. Well, no, but let me say every company has their own board. But I'm saying that tier two is not made for the, you mean, them people. The tier one is. Uh, for those them people. people. That's, them people. Them people. That's, that's what the tier one's made for. Um, granted, Elon Musk shouldn't have to have stepped in. The government should have done something about this a long fucking time ago. Yeah. Well, but, uh, satellite internet is expensive to begin with. Dude, yeah. it's but impossible for us to get internet up and running across the country by the government when we have stupid people in the government, like Pete Buttigieg, wanting to spend all of our money on fixing racist bridges. <laughs> Okay, well, that's... A... Laugh at that statement. Look it up. I, I, he said it live on TV. Uh, yeah, I gotta look that up because I, I want to know uh, what what the bridge is saying to people. Anyway. Um, he said that they need to get... They need to tax gas to generate resources because they need to fix racist bridges that were built intentionally low to keep black people from going to the beach. Okay, well, anyway. We're, we're, we're getting to the... Anyway, so on Bazinga, the parkway. Anyway, so, Bazinga, now, what do you got in front of us? Uh, HughesNet. Okay. Used to uh, used to be DirecTV internet. Okay. Uh, HughesNet is uh, satellite internet for sixty four ninety nine a month, and you get twenty five download. No okay. data limits though, but that's still expensive for twenty five. But it's satellite internet versus that. Yeah, but how much and, they charge for your installation on that satellite? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> not twenty five hundred. Definitely not twenty five hundred. No, no, no. But we're not. We're talking about tier one though. Twenty five hundred is for no, 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 no. But that tier, that tier two is for. We're talking about. I'm talking about the argument of people that cannot get our standard. What we consider standard and around here, the tier one. Yeah, but even the tier one for the equipment is still a it's lot. It's five hundred dollars to sign up. That's to sign still up. not a four. Not for the equipment. No, well, for uh, $500 sign up, you, I think it's $1,000 total. It's close to it's Still, not exactly $1,000. That's but it's ridiculous. Close, but it's close to $1,000. That's insane. I got. It's, it's close insane. to $1,000. Uh, it's insane. But, it's but, insane. The, but the difference is like. And because, but, and because it was Elon Musk, he's going to defend it. Yeah, but the difference is, though, with Starlink, though, you own that equipment. With like the satellite companies that he's looking at right now, that's not yours. Who cares? 
Um, you can own the equipment, but if you get rid of the service, the equipment's useless. No, I know, but that, I'm saying that's what the difference is. Like you're renting the equipment. You're not, um, you're not buying the equipment. With Starlink, you're actually buying the equipment. Jesus Christ, dude! It's embarrassing. It's all so embarrassing. You're the most biased person in the world, Nate. Um, but in general, like, but I do know the one negative thing is it as of right now because they don't have all the satellites up yet. Like, have like people have trouble because they've tried to give their Starlink to other people that like can get better, like have worse internet than they do, and they go. And there's a lot of trouble trying to move the address for where the satellite, where the actual satellite's being placed and stuff. Because the ramp up to the end goal uh, for 10,000 satellites has been pushed to 2027, um, mostly because of this chip shortage. So well, yeah. um, Starlink has now had to pay. They're paying like triple for the chips which you were originally paying like mean for originally. So the cost to produce these things has gone like way, way up for them. Um, and people speculate that's part of what the co- why the cost keeps on rising because they're costing them more money. To get the chips, to get put on a premium list to get chips in and whatnot, but everybody's dealing with that though. The chip shortage hopefully will be resolved sooner than later, but it ain't anytime soon. I know that. Um, but anyway, so okay, <laughs> robbery. <laughs> Let's get into- Elon Musk would take a shit on a child, and Nate would find a way to defend it. <laughs> So. The kid told him well, he to. had to shut up the child because that child looked at him funny. The, the, the kid was hungry. What do you want from me? Uh, <laughs> so let's get into Deep Mind. Mm-hmm. So uh, last time we covered uh, Deep Mind was when humans were t- teaching it to be aggressive, but not meaning to, uh, which was interesting. Which had a very uh, thing that we have <laughs> very <laughs> big disclosure. Um, people using AI or tr- writing or tr- training AI don't have anger issues. Uh, anyway, uh, DeepMind says it, it's AI. Now it's, they've added a coding engine to it using with DeepMind. And its coding ability had ranked in the top 54% of coders, on average coders. So that's a pretty high percentage. There's a lot of freaking coders around the world, uh, especially in America, especially like Silicon Valley, that kind of area. That's where a lot of them are hubbed at. And you got an AI that can easily, oh, hey, write this program for this. Oh, okay. Um, you don't have to have pay a human anymore. They can just boom, write that code. And it's going to be what you get out of an average employee writing your code for you. Um, which is a huge, huge step forward uh, for no, uh, for That's advancement. hurt people. For advancement. Like, as far as, like, we can automate more and more things. It makes things a lot easier. Uh, we can move on to bigger things instead of menial tasks. Like people writing codes to run a refrigerator, they don't have to do that anymore. They can just tell the AI to do it. The fuck do you need a code for a fucking AI? Why do you need a fucking AI to run your refrigerator? Have you not? <laughs> Apparently, he doesn't notice. What fridges? Why the fuck would you need it? Don't, don't you know they come and check on you in your sleep? Most fridges are smart now. A good portion of them. A lot now. of them are. Yeah, 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 a good portion of fridges now are smart. They got cameras in them and shit. Um, yeah. People live stream their fridge. Yeah. <laughs> uh, humanity's done. <laughs> so, uh, HughesNet's installation gets waived most of the time. Oh, okay. And it's fifteen dollars a month for for the uh, the router, or you buy it out buy it out for four fifty. Four fifty, yeah. But that still, 
That's yeah. still a lot cheaper. Yeah, I know, but that's not cutting edge technology either. It's satellite internet. Well, no, but yeah, but this they yeah, just don't have as many satellites. Free, what do you want? Free or cutting edge? <laughs> well, no, I'm saying no, but that's like you but want this... it cheaper, cutting edge, because you can't do both. Contrary to what your god thinks you can do. <laughs> well, I know, but I'm saying though, but Starlink is cutting god. edge. Is cutting edge technology, like literally, like you don't care if it's cutting top, edge because if I can't afford technology. it, it's cutting my wallet. Yeah. Um. But no, but like those menial tasks or little basic apps for monitoring and stuff like that, you don't have to rely on wasting a human's time on writing that code. You can just tell the AI to do it. They can go the bigger and better, like the bigger tasks that need that human touch to make sure that code is running right for a little bit more complex of tasks, um, which would obviously ramp up the speed how production can happen at companies and stuff, which would be good, really good. Um, especially if you're coming out with that new like smart toaster the next day. <laughs> Which there are smart toasters, actually. There are smart toasters. I actually almost bought a smart microwave, but... I almost bought a smart uh, air conditioner. Actually, I do have a smart air conditioner. I can... I can. Well, it's not smart. I can turn it on from work. Yeah, I think mine's smart, too. I've never used the smart function on it, though. I think it is. Um, well, this thing's like a fucking sauna in the in summer, so... <laughs> well, yeah, that's... Yeah, that's, yeah, that's the I think I might just bite the bullet and p- put a real AC in my room this year. Yeah, I think you're gonna have to because the uh, the efficiency of the the kind you have that the in room the interior air conditioner is so much more inefficient compared to oh it was it was the the that the, the cost wasn't bad no I'm saying the efficiency the amount of like the what you get out of it compared to uh, window air conditioner is like night uh, and day mm-hmm. uh, which is crazy well the the only problem is like for here I have to get a special you have to get brackets brackets and yes. shit. That's another 50 bucks. Yeah. But you'd be a lot cooler, though. (laughs) (laughs) It it was bad, man. (laughs) Okay. Let's get to the next one. So, okay. So I I bought the the Blu-ray of Back to the Future set when it came out last year. Um, Because it finally came out. It was finally remastered everything. So I was like, okay, I have to get this set. Uh, there was so many delete. There's ton. There's like a two discs of nothing but deleted shit, uh, and behind the scenes, all sorts of shit, which is really really cool. Uh, and I was really excited before because I remember hearing about this, and I didn't never seen it. Was that on these Blu-rays there was going to be all the original footage before? Um, uh, what do you got? Ah, what's this face? Yeah, I <laughs> uh, got into it. So anyway. I mean, Michael J. Fox is a, he's absolutely one of my favorite actors of all time. Easily. I love Family Ties as a kid. So um, be, yeah. Now he's going to be contrarian and point out um, a really bad take. <laughs> so, um, but after I saw, uh, what do you call it? Stultz? <laughs> like, after I saw Stultz playing Marty, I was like, holy shit. I was like, wow. I was like, he even, he actually, because the guy, you can tell the way they casted it. The guy playing his father um, looks a lot more like Stultz. So you can yeah. see they were trying to cast it so family members look like family members. Where, you know, I mean, Michael J. Fox does not look like what's his face who plays his father. Crispin Glover doesn't look like anybody. Um, he's great. <laughs> Crispin Glover just looks like a freak of nature. He actually, he's great in, uh, uh, like I said, American Gods. He plays Mr. World. He's awesome. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Um, it doesn't look like anybody. But he, but he actually, they look. <laughs> he just looks but, like a freak but, of nature. But like they have the hairline the same and everything, and you can tell they were trying to make them look like you know what I mean, like his kid. I thought they didn't get along, uh, him and so, Christopher Lloyd. 
No, they did. The last no, time no, you said no, that it was, no, it was him and the, what's his name? The guy who plays a Biff. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, because the reason why is because Stoltz is a method actor. Yeah. He, he gets punched he, him or no, something. No, like Stoltz is a bad actor, which is why you haven't seen him in shit. <laughs> um, so Stoltz is a method. So, not a method. He's just bad. He's that's meth, his method. Meth, so, meth, not method. Meth. Not method. <laughs> <laughs> so there's an interview with the guy. Christ, and, <laughs> am I really living out a day where Nate is trying to tell me that Stoltz is a good actor? So, oh, God. What's more? So, they, um, there's a whole like scene like with uh the guy who plays Biff like he's interviewed like uh, and he was talking about he's like Stoltz was a great guy to work with he's like the only problem I had he's like we were doing scenes because we're obviously conflicting characters in the movie mm-hmm. he's like he was pushing it he was like when everyone we would go out to like bars after shooting and stuff like that like going out to like eat he'd still be playing the character trying to pick fights with me he's like we're just trying to be friends Gerald Ludwig. Um, Jared Leto and uh, he's like and then I guess he got pissed like they were doing the scene uh, in the cafeteria or whatever where he punches him or pushes him or something like that uh, and he was like really hitting the guy who plays like Biff like and he was getting pissed and he was like you do that one more time he's like when we're done it's it's you mean you're done <laughs> he was getting like wicked pissed he's like this we're acting here guys I'm, I'm your friend wait, not- wait are you trying to tell me that you believe that Brian Stoltz Got mad at the guy who played Bill Biff and threatened him one more time. No, no, no. The guy playing Biff threatened Stoltz because Stoltz okay. was taking it too far as the character saying, listen, we're acting. We're not actually fighting here, guy. And the guy playing Biff was getting pissed. Okay. Just making sure you didn't believe that somehow that scrawny bitch was like <laughs> threatening a guy the size of a house. <laughs> um. Also, No. <laughs> None of this happened. <laughs> um, well, no, that did actually happen. Uh, to uh, so and then because Chris, this whole thing happened. There's an interview with Christopher Lloyd um, that this actually points out in this article. Um, an interview about this whole situation that happened, and he said it was weird. He said he had they had a great shoot the day before with Stolt. They got done shooting like multiple scenes. Uh, went great. Everybody was happy. The director was happy. He's like, all of a sudden, I show up the next morning, um, and the guy's like. Um, it was like, they, well, they were called in out of the blue. They were like, oh, you guys all need to come in. He's like, we got to do a special shoot, stuff like that. Um, and he said uh, they were just pull, all pulled in like the whatever room thing. And he's like, yeah, um, Stoltz is out. Um, Michael J. Fox is now going to be taking his place. And uh, Christopher Lloyd was one of the ones that spoke out. And he was like, what do you mean? I thought he, he did great. He's like, you were impressed by him. He's like, what happened? He's no, like, what's he going like, on? Why? He, you did great. <laughs> well, no, he was he was a little bit He's like, he had a great time because him and Stoltz had a great rapport back together. They they were forming great chemistry, working mm-hmm. together, stuff like that. And it was like a just like, what the heck? He's like, I you mean we just got our flow going and it was working great. Like, what what happened here? Mm-hmm. Great um, Scott. Okay. Well, I've got a different DVD Blu-ray collection. I bought it like five years ago, mm-hmm. in which they talk about how they watch the dailies. And it wasn't working at all. So I don't know who's telling the truth here, but I have a, I have a feeling it's not the people Nate listened to. Well, I'm from, from his Blu-ray. We're talking about a interview. With I Blu-ray. have a Blu-ray. I literally have a Blu-ray collection where they talk, um, not not just the collection, but I also have like documentaries on it. But also, they just did a Netflix series. You know, the movies that made us. Mm-hmm. Yes. And they covered Back to the Future, and the directors and writers talk about how they were watching the dailies. Of the footage, and they were like, "He's not working. It's not working. He doesn't fit. He's not Marty McFly." Yeah, they literally cover that like a year ago in this fucking show. Yeah, but not talking. We're not talking about the director. We're talking about Christopher Lloyd himself. Okay, then it doesn't matter what he had to say because the director, (laughs) the 
the director is the one who wrote the book, the, the movie, the director and the writers, and they were right. That's why the movie is a massive hit. Well, Stoltz would have been a terrible fucking addition to this movie. Well, no, the main thing, because there's a big interview with the director and stuff after, uh, the main reason why they went with, um, you mean? Because uh, it didn't work. They, they said it multiple times in this show. Well, no. It they, wasn't working. No, they went with him mostly because someone was paying attention to family ties, right? And someone brought up to the director, the whole back and forth on the documentary, have, and they said that they loved the chemistry, you know I mean, that he had on that show. And they were like, that's what the kind of chemistry we want on the, on this movie. And they were trying for weeks to get a hold, to get um, Michael J. Fox to be on this movie. And they couldn't because of scheduling. Mm-hmm. And they were obviously continuing to shoot with Stoltz and stuff. So this is already happening in the background. Um, and then when they got freed up, they made a deal with Michael J. Fox. They said, okay, can you just shoot on the weekends? He's like, and they made a deal with his studio and his agent, stuff like that. And that's when he got pulled in. And as soon as that deal was finalized was when they fired Stoltz because in the background, they were already saying we, they were watching and pay attention to family ties. And they were like, we want that kind of energy on this movie, not the energy that Stoltz is doing. Meaning Stoltz wasn't working. Well, no, it's just type of energy. Like I liked that. Kind no, of, he I wasn't liked, working. No, because I like because like, like, like I literally can bring up the, the episode right now. They say he wasn't working. Me, the, they it's, say it's it like multiple times. Saying it instead of having to explain all that. Yeah, it just was. It wasn't for us. He wasn't for us. Well, no, but like they work. they have that more happy go lucky kind of attitude. Yeah, Where I like Stoltz's energy, which is more of a grungy, like uh, like an eighties teenager. Yeah, but it would have sucked. No, it would have been great. Oh, it like he like you watching like the scenes like when he gets you're basically claiming that an actor that's so bad that he disappeared from most work for like 20 years would have been better in this movie than someone who's literally one of the best to ever be in a movie to do movies well like it's fucking mind-boggling no i'm saying the way like obviously the way an actor plays a character is up to the director okay and that's not once, true at all. It depends and, on how good the actor is. No, it the distinctly... The actor gets free to be good. Well, no, it is because they brought Michael J. Fox on. They said, we want you to bring the energy you have on Family Ties to this character. Yeah, that's what they but told him. So told that they didn't fuck with what he was doing. That's the point. Well, no, but... And, do you mean... And with Stoltz, Stoltz was going by what the character is described as in the script. Like this edgy, gothic, rock-like teenager from the 80s. Oh, did you... You ever stop to think maybe he just has no range, which is why he didn't get anywhere is as an actor. Well, no, but he uh, the, the scenes though in they actually like like especially the scene um when he like first runs into his dad in the past, mm-hmm. um like Stoltz's expression like um you know Michael J. Fox's expression is like <gasps> like that in that scene mm-hmm. where um Stoltz is more of like a realistic person like. Where in the fuck am I? Am I dreaming? What the hell is fucking going on here? Literally, like, not, like Christ, and he's, he's a, it's an actual more like a realistic, like, I'm not believing what I'm seeing right now, like, kind of thing. Like, this is kind of bullshit, right? What's going on here? And the, Dude, that energy was so Michael much better. J. Michael J. Fox's face when he first meets his father is not some goofy looking retard face, it's a face of shock. He's, it's literally like, what the fuck am I looking at? That's what it is. Like you're downplaying it so that you could try to make the stults look better. Mm-hmm. No, like I, fucking Christ! Stop being edgy, Nate. The the scenes with stults were just way more believable than Michael J. Fox. No, they that. really weren't. That's why the movie's a hit, and that's why he's not part of it. <laughs> because he never got a chance to. I think it would have been fucking brilliant. 
He did get a chance. They shot a yeah. bunch of scenes. I'm like, fuck, this isn't working. He's yeah. terrible. No, they shot more than half the movie. And it didn't yes. work. And like, we could just think it work. He's terrible. <laughs> um, I was like, I, I was beyond impressed. I was like, wow. I would, of course I, you were. I, I would have loved a more darker Back to the Future movie. I'm just going to point out right now to the people listening that if the movie was... If the thing was reversed, Nate would be out here telling you that Michael J. Fox would have been a better choice. <laughs> Nate always picks the edgy reverse of everybody else. <laughs> That's what he does. I've known him since I was a kid. I, he has not... his habit. Arnold Schwarzenegger should have been Rambo. Ooh. Now that would have been interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, we got the point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, I'm not picturing scenes with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh my god! Oh man, you're damaged, dude. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger next to that like little Asian woman. Oh my god! <laughs> okay. So the last ten minutes here, we're gonna get into the book of Boba Fett, episode six. Um, granted, you got it for book of stealth. Um, no, but, it's more like the Book of Mandalorian. So the Book of yeah, it's a Book of Mandalorian. It's it's all Star Wars in general, um, because this episode um, had well, it had more Luke than anything, really. Actually, yeah. the last the last two episodes have been more about the Mando. Mandalorian, um, and and Grogu. Um, so, but this episode really is. I would say more than half the episode revolved around Luke Skywalker. Yeah, there's only one episode left. Yeah. <coughs> um, but it is leading what I said though. Which is actually really interesting. So we'll get into that though in a second. Um, Spoilers. Yes. Yeah, I'm taking off because I haven't watched it yet. I don't know if I'm going to watch it. Okay. All right. So, everybody, before I get into any of these details, the warning there is a spoiler about five seconds to leave this podcast or pause it, stop it, go watch The Mandalorian. I mean, Book of Boba Fett, (laughs) and then come back and check out what I have to say about uh, what's going to happen in the next couple episodes. Well, next episode, uh, where it's going to go, and all that fun stuff. So, we. So the episode obviously starts off with him going to, which I'm pretty sure is the third moon of Endor. Um, that only makes sense where he would be. Oh, okay. Um, building the Jedi Temple. Um, is that what that was? That was the ant- the androids were building the Jedi Temple. Little spider, which, uh, which, yeah, like spider ant droid things. They're, they're yeah, they're called androids. Are they called androids? They're called androids. Um. Uh, uh, anyway, so they were building. Ahsoka was there, which was I was like, that's the one thing I didn't predict. R two D two was there. Well, I figured R two D two was gonna be there, but Ahsoka. But, but we haven't so, seen him since the movie. So I was like, a lot of people were wondering that, especially beforehand. Did Luke know Ahsoka because he could learn a lot from Ahsoka because she is light years ahead of him mm-hmm. and way more powerful. Is she? Yes, she's been a Jedi for like three times his lifespan. But that doesn't mean she could be more powerful just because she's been been a Jedi longer. Well, yeah, but that okay, power has I mean it's that's to be able because the more in tune you are with the force, the more powerful you are. That's that's a whole other thing. And how many fighting styles and stuff you know and all that other shit. There's a whole lot of technicality to it. Anyway. <laughs> um because they were like wonder if they knew because he would learn the better side of his father from her better than anybody. Um oh. and, and we briefly saw that. She before. knew Anakin? She that was her best friend. Oh, they didn't even talk about that in any of the movies. Um, yeah, that was their best friend. So what's that from the Clone Wars and stuff? Yeah, um, that was yeah, that was their best friend. So I was everybody's wondering if they ever knew because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously she points. There's that whole scene. She was like, "You're just like your father," meaning he's got feelings. 
Yeah, he's just like, you mean, and, and she reminded me so much the way she was portraying her character. She has a lot of how uh, Qui-Gon was in her, mm-hmm. um, which is awesome. He Qui-Gon's easily my favorite Jedi um, because he wasn't just so straight, lawful good, which I, drives me up a wall. I hate that kind of crap. Um, he was like somewhere in the middle. Like everything's not just black. Everything's like not just black and white. There are a lot of gray areas, mm-hmm. which Qui-Gon noticed, which the Jedi Council did not. Um, so, and we see him, he's, he's has his, his first student is Grogu mm-hmm. ever. So we see this at the beginning of where he finally starts teaching people. The first one's Grogu and Ahsoka's there trying to help him and guide him a little bit of like how to do this and trust in himself, trust in his feelings kind of thing. Um, and we see Grogu is not, he's worried that Grogu is not exactly wanting to become a Jedi. Mm-hmm. Um, and what was awesome, I didn't expect that either, that we got to see a flashback of him at the temple during order 66 mm-hmm. and we got to see five the the 501st which is darth vader or anakin's uh personal clone troops uh which is which is pretty awesome we don't know who the jedi were i've tried to figure that out who the jedi were that were killed in that scene i was wondering if you have, have figured no out by the lightsaber clue. i have no no you can't really tell by the lightsaber. No. No. i have no like it's gonna be i think but the thing is i think that scene we're also going to see because we know they shot um a scene of that replaying for Obi-Wan series as well with mm-hmm. Anakin, with uh, Christian Hansen. Uh So we're going to see another version of that. And I think when we see that flashback on the Obi-Wan TV series, we're going to see who took Grogu out of there. We're going to see who actually saved Grogu from Order 66. Oh, yeah, because we don't know what happened after. Yeah, we don't know who's actually saved him mm-hmm. from Order 66. So I think in Obi-Wan, we're actually going to see what actually happened because mm-hmm. we know they reshot the scene for that TV series. Um, and, um, obviously this leads on, on to, um, at the end of the episode, we see, uh, Grogo was given a choice. He's yeah. either take the, the Mandalorians, the, the armor that, uh, uh, made for him, had made for him or take Yoda's lightsaber. It's heartbreaking. Um, and terrible. So, um, <laughs> like, I pers- my personal thing in obviously, cause Luke understands like, he's not going to force him to become a Jedi. He doesn't want to force anybody to do anything. That's not how, mm-hmm. that's not the really Jedi way. Um, they have to make that choice themselves. Um, and like, just like Luke chose to be a Jedi, he came back to Dagobah and told Yoda and Obi-Wan, no, I really want to be a Jedi. Um, and so I'm pretty sure Grogu is going to choose the armor. Really? Yes. He shouldn't choose the armor. The reason why, because it would fit up perfectly. So I'll get into the other half of it. The other wow, half, the other half of it. That. So the other half of the episode takes place on Tatooine uh, with Cobb Vance, which, holy crap, he is that scene with him. It just was like, wow, this is like the good, the bad, the ugly Star Wars. Oh, it was yeah. awesome. Yeah, 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 definitely. That was I literally was... a, a cowboy scene. Yeah, <laughs> and we saw that he is truly like a lawful good character because um, after he got the other guy to leave, he killed the other three. Um, he just kicked the spice over and was like, yeah, he could have made like millions of credits on it. And oh, he just yeah, kicked yeah. it over because he doesn't care about that. He just he now wants... is, is that is that taken from Dune? Yeah. OK, so Star Wars, Star Trek, uh, there's a there's a you could I could write a list of sci fi shows that are based are were inspired by Dune. OK. And George Lucas distinctly point out multiple times that Dune was his biggest inspiration okay. for Star Wars. Because I saw the spice thing, and I'm like, really? Yeah. A lot of shows. Used but then 
uh, last week's episode of The Mandalorian, because we couldn't talk about, I mean, of Boba Fett, there's a fucking Halo ring, which which is actually from another sci-fi thing from called the past. The Ring. Was it called The Ring? Or, no. ring, or ring World. Yeah, Ring World, yeah. And there's another one called The Ring. There's a few of them. Mm-hmm. There's been more than a few. They've, like, The Ring is a popular sci-fi trope from, like, the 60s. Yeah. In so, a lot so, of sci-fi books. Cause, but at first, I'm like... I'm, there must be something from but, before, but because that is so Halo. But in that episode, the, in that scene though, there is the what the heck's the name of that ship? I can't think of the name. Anyway, it's it's a Darth Maul ship. I can't think of the name of the ship. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're pretty obviously we're pretty sure that Kira Ray has that ship now, and that ship was there. Who's Kira Ray? Um, probably the head of the Crimson Dawn. She was Darth Maul's apprentice. Oh, okay. Um, she was Han Solo's first wife. Getting deep. Um. So, and then we see, obviously, obviously Mr. Freaking Clint Eastwood of the uh, Star Wars <laughs> cop uh, kicks Does he bar- look like the, the, the other? Have we ever seen him in anything? No. Oh, him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Cad Bane. Yeah. So, at the uh, before this storyline ends with uh, a mysterious figure wandering through the desert. Just like a, this was so Western. It was yeah. great. I loved it. Just a mysterious character. It's like, yeah. like, you gotta leave this load. Kind of thing. It was great. So he showed, they looks up, what's your name? He looks up. I was like, oh shit. It's Cad Bane. He is one of the most ruthless bounty hunters. Always a bounty hunter. In the galaxy. So those things on the side of his uh, face there, mm-hmm. that's a, uh, air tube that goes down his throat so that a Jedi cannot force choke him. Wow. Because he was during order after order 66, he was hired to hunt down Jedi. He was well hired mm-hmm. to go hunt them down. And he also uses it so he can breathe in space. He is one badass motherfucker. Wow. Um, and he is easily the fastest shot in the galaxy. How does it help him breathe in space? Because it feeds air into his lungs. From where though? Is there From a, there's is, a there's a tank on his back. Oh, so. yeah, but it's like this big. Yeah, well, it's sci-fi. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. It feeds air into his lungs. So yeah, he is one badass motherfucker. Um, and he obviously he know he knew Boba Fett before. That's why he said no. Boba Fett is a ruthless killer. Yeah. Um, because even he was somewhat afraid of Boba Fett. Um, beforehand, um, because of Boba Fett's well, like I see of what he did. Um. So that's why he can't buy. He's like, no, he's a, so we don't know if that's a foreshadowing to Boba Fett. Once shit hits the fan, shit's going to switch and he's going to start fucking just mauling people. Mm-hmm. Um, but the reason why this is leading up to, obviously we know he's heading off that he's watching over the pikes mostly, which means he's probably also working with Crimson Dawn hmm. because I'm pretty sure the pikes are working with Crimson Dawn. Then the reason why I say, who are the pikes? We haven't met them yet. Yeah. The pikes were the people that were, that he shot. That were selling spice. That was the pikes. Oh, that's what the pike is. Oh, that's okay. the pikes. Okay. Um, so the reason why I say Grogu is going to choose the armor because we need a reason why Luke is going to have to go back to Tatooine. He is going after he chooses the armor. He's going to bring Grogu back to Dejar uh, Jin because he wants to bring him back to him. And when he gets there, he's going to realize about this whole conflict that's happened. Um. And obviously, Dejar Jin's going to get tell him about what's going on. Oh, hey, we have this guy, crazy fucking guy who just killed, like, uh, Cobb Vance and shit like that. So, well, we don't know if he's dead yet. Well, okay. He could, yeah. Unless he had Beskar armor on his shirt, he's yeah, dead. Yeah, I don't know. Um, we don't they know. Will, they, they didn't say he was dead. They didn't say, yeah, they didn't say. But, uh, so, 
And I think once that happens, we are going to see Luke get into the fight when he finds out what's going on. Hmm. Um, because obviously he doesn't want Grogu to get harmed either. Yeah. Um, people have a lot of, there's a lot of things going on and there's good people to need to be saved, which is Luke's MO. Yeah. Um, but in general, I, out of anything in this episode, obviously it's leading to what I thought the CGI was just fucking amazing. Like I, if I was Mark Hamill watching that, I'd be fucking creeped out. Who's doing the voice? Um, it's a mixture of Mark Hamill and the guy playing him. Because, like, what they Mark do, Hamill's voice doesn't sound like that anymore. Well, no, because they need to be younger. Um, well, so, yeah. <laughs> so what they're doing is they have them both do the exact same scene over and over again until till their frequencies, like, are really close, and then they mix it. Huh. It, I'd be fucking creeped out if I was... I can't wait to see what Mark Hamill has to say about it. Oh, yeah. No, I'm sure. I would be so creeped out just watching that because it's just, like, holy... It's getting there, man. The, 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 the What is it called? <laughs> Deep fake. Yeah. That, that technology is getting there. It's yeah. it's not well, hundred, but well, it's this is what that just that happening shows why college is kind of bullcrap because that was just a guy who had oh, well, yeah, yeah. a kid to start with who just offhandedly just learned VFX and knew how this worked. Well, and, the problem and is a lot, a lot of that for stuff six in college. Figure, yeah, got, a lot of stuff in the college is there's so many seminars and you just sit there and watch stuff. Not there's not enough hands on. Well, no, exactly. <laughs> um, that's why, and this kid is no college degree. They were just like, holy shit, because he did a better job than they did. Wow. And what and did he do? What was the first thing he did? He was just doing deep fakes on YouTube. Oh, okay. And other VFX. Oh, stuff. he was the one that was doing the, the Back to the Future ones and yes. stuff, right? He was He was just doing a bunch of real stuff and random FX stuff. And they were like, wow, this guy's better than our college educated guys. And he's the one who went, is he the one, one who went and took the... Uh, the finale of uh, Mandalorian. Yep, and yep. Made it, did it himself. Yep, yeah. same guy. He's now the head of AVFX, <laughs> making wow. six figures. Damn, <laughs> uh, unreal. Oh, uh, but yeah, but this has been talking gaming and tech. Obviously, next week we'll re- re- recap on the entire book of Boba Fett because what I think is going to happen, we're going to see Kira Ray indefinitely, and I think obviously um, there's going to be we're going to have some hint at Admiral Thrawn if we don't actually see Admiral Thrawn. Um, but we will see though, and I think it's going to lead to a lot bigger storyline, which I can't wait to see. I mean, who uh, is Admiral Thrawn? He is the he is the was the main bad guy in the original trilogy after Return of the Jedi. Who is he going to be? In he this? was the second in command after the Emperor. Yeah, but who is he going to be in this? He's in be charge Admiral of Thrawn. the syndicate, or no? He's going to be the he's in charge right now. Uh, we know from Ken he's in charge of the um, the the uh, the remnant of the Empire. Okay. And he's the one putting together from what we know in the sequel trilogies of the first order. But we've never the seen new him order, before, whatever, have we? Yeah. Um have we ever seen never him? seen him on live action. Okay. So yeah. yeah, I can't wait to see. But that'll be for next week. This has been Talking Game and Tech. Remember, check our YouTube also Tech Prime Media Live Twitch TV slash Tech Prime Media as well, Wednesday, six o'clock. But until then <laughs> This has been Tech Prime Media for the latest and greatest in gaming and tech. Tech Prime Media. Oh. <laughs>